Dumped in <laughs> way. The internet is a Ooh. broken, scarred place. I am alone. Dumped I am. I am a podcaster, mm. and I bring justice to these Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and beyond, to another, another, another episode of Ha! It's a podcast. This is a double XL, rock hard, amazing, biggin' episode because we've got not one, not two, not three. Wait, shit, it is three. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I fucked up already. We've got three guests. We've got, uh, where do we start? Uh, We've got returning alumni guest, Darth Chaco. Say Say hi to everyone, Chaco. Hello there. Perfect. Perfect. He knows what he did. We've got first time. Uh, how do I? How do I introduce? Uh, we got another black guy. Oh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now there's three of us. You're all numbered, Tyler. <laughs> Say hi, Chris. Of hand. Hello. What have we here? Yes, I love it. All the Star Wars. <laughs> and then finally, last but the exact opposite of least, like the amazing. Uh, maestri- ma- mistri- ma- it feels weird to say mistress of Twitter or like whatever. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the what what what's a good like like title for Eggie? The Egg, yes, the Egg Mistress herself, Eggie. Say hi, to everyone, Eggie. I am vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> the Eggstress. The Eggstress, yes, I love <laughs> oh it. Oh my god. So, no lie, I originally just wanted Eggie on the show just so we could call it an egg in these trying times. <laughs> but now that we have Chris, I'm debating Existen- calling... Existential dread. That, too. Ooh, I like that. Well, you, no, you, you can do that two ways because, you know, Judge Dread, Star Wars lawyer, you know, make the connection. Exactly. Mm. Well, see, because of you, we actually had the idea to call it um, what came first, the lawyer or the egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that better. That is I a like good that one. too. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Uh, we'll start with Eggy first. I'm great. I am so happy to be here. I am so excited. I was oh, literally. Oh, no. Happy to be here. No. <laughs> I am like I am consumed with this thing we're going to talk about. So I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, and um, That's, that, it was that. That's going to bite you in the ass. We talk about a lot of random things. No, 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 I know. I, which is good because that means I won't, like, like, I'll get, like, you know, 20 minutes probably for this. And it's like, okay, that's fine because I have to condense my thoughts. Um, but I'm so happy to be here. You guys are, I, oh, my God. When I heard that you were, like, going to have Chris and, and, and Brandon on, I was like, oh, my God, I, I have to be on. I, these are two of my Eddie. favorite people ever. And Malik and Tyler are, of course, like, you guys are incredible and malik you are my chaotic other half and i love you very much i'm blushing so hard but it's funny <laughs> i actually asked you first and then they heard oh. you were going to be on it and they were like okay now we have to be on it you're like we gotta see this messy bitch in action let's go <laughs> they just know me so well i got two yeah. drinks so we're gonna have Ooh. fun Ooh. Hey. Well, it's have great to nice... have all of you on yeah coach Daggy. i love yes. it. Chris, how are you doing today my man 
Uh, I'm good. You know, this is this is uh, my my third podcast in, in a row. My three or four for this week. So I've been talking a lot, not to take away from my job where I also talk a lot. So you know, I, I just I I'm really excited to talk about Batman. Uh, y'all y'all don't know. See, y'all just hear me talk about Star Wars. Batman, Batman, I don't know what came first, Batman or the, the galaxy far, far away, so. Same. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Again, like, I, I, another thing, like, Chris is, like, probably the most, I feel like Chris is one of the, like, most adult people I've ever met, simply because, like, <laughs> I, do, you, do you mind if we mention what your job is, Chris, or you want to keep that, like, you want the audience Oh, yeah, to no, that? go ahead. Yeah, no, Chris is, like, an actual lawyer, and I'm just, like, that's, like, so adult, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Actually, Chris, since you're a lawyer, can you can you actually help me get through some unpaid parking tickets? Uh, my 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 best advice for you is to uh, go talk to a lawyer that can actually practice in your state. <laughs> I did this already with Chris. Everybody, I, I asked him to help me get through some uh, some some insurance troubles that I'm having, <laughs> and he said the exact same thing. <laughs> I remember you were gonna do the office intro for him, weren't you? Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you call a buttload of uh, what do you call a buttload? Of, ah, what is it? It's uh, what do you call a buttload of lawyers drive uh, that drive off a cliff? What what do you call it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, amazing! Now, Chaco, our, our our returning guest, how are you today? I am excited. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm very good. I will be a little little short. I'm gonna have to pop off at at some point. That's um, what she but, said. Uh, I'm sorry. That's my fault. Did. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I'm super excited. And uh, and also, hearing Aggie has has two drinks. Like I, I first found her content talking about Anidala um, while while ranting, and it was it was beautiful. And uh, we've been friends oh. ever since. And oh. it's magical. Magic. My greatest achievement in life is getting being on Discord with Eggie and making our Ray and Kylo Ren Funko Pops kiss on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like me. I like that. I I, enjoy, I was like I like this guy. Yes, I enjoy him. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, Chaco, that you have to pop off early. That's my fault. No, no, it's all good. Okay. Um, speak, speaking of which, I don't, I don't know if uh, <laughs> Malik, if you want to mention our uh, upcoming contest. Yes. Iggy, oh, Iggy okay, would make great. A great judge. So uh, yes. So uh, here, we, so here we go. Um, so me, Chaco, and another um friend, we are actually gonna. We were talking about fan fiction. And um, and we decided who here can write the best fan fiction. So we're each gonna write like a fan fiction, and we're gonna like, like we have like a week write it, bring it I'm forward. In. Uh, I'm in. <laughs> I, I'm in. You don't even have to finish. But, but I, it's 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 a it, it's it's a it's gonna be a saucy fan fiction. Yeah. You no. Gotta, it, I I am writing be. straight. I'm writing straight smut. I'm not even gonna yeah. front. It's just gonna be straight smut. All I know is that if I don't get these, I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> You, you had so, me until you said smut. I, my, my, my brain works like that internally, not on paper. See, you had me at smut. So there you go. And who is the pairing? Um, so well, it's it's gonna be down to like each of us. Like, uh, we, it just it has to be Star Wars, and then we all then all three of us have just free reign to do whatever. I have an idea of like my idea was that it's gonna be like a, a, a two OCs, a Jedi and a Nile who like 
end up Ooh. like crashing on a ship to on a on like a, a desolate planet together and be like the whole like enemies to lover castaway marooned type thing. Ooh, okay. A story about a Tuscan Raider that fell in love with a Jawa. <laughs> <laughs> I hear just... Jawas are furry. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's the story of why Pelimoto goes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> no, no, I, okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you the, the preliminary of, of what I'm cooking up, and, and mine is. Um, was actually inspired from uh, this awesome little podcast called the High Ground Podcast uh, that Chris was on. Uh, that that um, that, that, that you heard run. Of that. I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, never but heard. There of is it. this this story about uh, um, the you know German boat the the Bismarck and how it was trying to make it out to open sea and everyone just had to throw themselves at it in order to take it down. So. I'm going to make a, a mission like that within the confines of Star Wars. And, you know, one of the characters is chosen to take part of this mission. Um, and uh, there's someone he has to leave behind. And they're going to... Um, it's going to be it's gonna be a, a, a tough tough time for him. But, uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, Love, what you got? Lost. What you, what... Uh, I, uh, 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 God, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, you put it, putting me on the spot like this. The the only you know fanfic I, I got is a Jedi who leaves the order to become a freedom fighter and and end slavery in a galactic system. That's all I got. Damn, damn, Worst that's bit. better than me. I came up with the Tusken Raider and Jawa on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> damn, where's the sex though, Chris? <laughs> I mean, it'll be in there. It'll just be implied because I have no idea how to write that. I'm not oh. the writer in the family. That's my brother. Gotcha. Um, what was that? I also I, uh... toyed with having a, a, a Jedi uh, be in it because, like, you could write some interesting Force-related stuff, you know? So but I've read. Was... I mean her. Eggy, you'll get a kick out of this. Like, as someone who is a big, uh, as someone who is polyamorous, I, 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 I recently discovered that there is a ship, uh, a polyamorous mm -hmm. thruple ship in Star Let, Wars. Can I that... guess which it is? Take a guess. Okay, are you shipping Finn? No, Ray it's not post my ship. I just oh. discovered it exists, and oh, okay. like it, and it feels like an insult on my person. Oh, <laughs> okay. Is it Finn Ray Poe? No, is I would it, actually be really okay with that. Is it Ray? Not Ray. Sorry. Um, is it Padme Obi Wan Anakin? No. Oh, okay. Is I it don't Kylo think Hux and Phasma? Ooh. No, but you are <laughs> close. Okay, okay. I, was like, I was trying to think of what would insult Malik. It's not like Snoke and Palpatine, is it? <laughs> no snouts. No snouts. No. God damn it, no. Eggie. No, I'm it's sorry. not it. Okay, I don't know. Tell me. It's 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 Hux, Ray, and Kylo, and I'm oh, like, yeah, I've heard of that. no. Weird. <laughs> oh no, I don't get into that. I can't do that. I don't like someone. Like someone told me about. It. I'm just like. That feels homophobic and gay at the I, same time. See, I could get down with some Hux Kylo Poe for sure. I, I'm, a I, big Kylo, no. I'm, a big, I'm a big Kylo Poe shipper, so like, I like, I like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. There could Sorry. be worse. It could be, you know, Hux and and Rose. Oh God. I like, I like Ginger Rose. 
That's the name of it. I like Ginger Rose. They're cute. <laughs> no. Sorry. See, the only thing I have in my head of that is the deleted scene from The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. That's where and it comes from. Yeah, I know. And I was just like, no, 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 no. That 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 gave me the ick. <laughs> but I like face. The way he touches her face, that's that's it. It's like if you just showed them, you know, like him yelling at her, her yelling at him back and forth, I'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But just the, the stroke of his face My- and then she bites him. And some people are like, yeah, I like that bite. And I was like, I don't like oh, pineapples. See- I'm uncomfortable with the situation. Yeah. See, for me, it's purely wholesome. It's like she's like she's like the free spirit and he's like the super uptight guy that she like lets out of his shell. Like it's a whole thing. No, they're like super wholesome. Yeah, I I like that. Super spicy, not so much. That seems a little reductionist. He's a Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a little buttoned up and dressed in a Nazi uniform. Wait, no. No, no, no. (laughs) No, yeah, he is. He is. It's not okay. Much like Peacemaker, his his dad is is, is the Nazi. Um, you know, that but, is fucked up. His backstory is fucked. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So you guys are much. What better. I was gonna say that was is my is my, my ship that was it has to be um, Claude, Babu, Frick, and Maz Kanata. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, Maz is a is a queen, and she deserves anything she wants. I love her. I want her to marry Chewie. Babu Freak God. is the best character in Star Wars. You know, Babu Freak slays. <laughs> <laughs> That man pulls, okay? He gets up on that and goes, oh, hey! (laughs) (laughs) See, you guys have it better off than I do because, like, you guys are thinking of actual characters. I can't stop thinking about creatures, and I don't know why. (laughs) 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 It's like a rancor in a sarlacc pit. Like, there's something there. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) You're just, like, pulling animals out. I'm like, what's going on, Tyler? What's going on? All right, moving off of that thing to unpack later on uh, <laughs> i know i think everyone but we're canceling is, animal planet shut up <laughs> <laughs> moving on, on national I, geographic plus no <laughs> i think actually eggy you are a huge dragon ball fan and i, I love your i love your dragon ball takes um you're also, the only think... one. They get no views. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I love them too. <laughs> Thank you. Eggie, what was your uh, what was your favorite arc in Super? Oh, oh, I really like the first Tournament of Power arc. I like how contained it is. Um, I also really like Beerus. Is the first arc where Beerus shows up because I don't like Battle of the Gods, the movie. I think it's super slow and boring. It is. And they, it is very slow. It's like one battle at the end for two minutes. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, I really like that, but I also love the first Tournament of Power arc, and I also love the second Tournament of Power. I think it's a super fun and breezy. All of them are great, but I, I really like the second one because they caught me off guard because, like, I forget like the the alternate time zone Frieza shows up and he's like, I'm a nice guy. I'm like, oh, that's a really cute, like, subversion. And then I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) My thing that gets me... My thing that gets me with the second tournament of power is that I love all the stories that it created for, like, Roshi and Krillin and stuff like that. Like, guys you didn't think, like, still had it in them at all. Like, they all got their little redemption. The thing I hated about it was Universe 11 because I think Universe 11 is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. It's yeah, everyone gets their time to shine there for sure. And I also like the second term of power are or the first one you get hit. And I was like, who is this guy? And me and Eric loved hit. And then I found out he was like beloved in the family. Oh, hit is awesome. I love hit so much. Mm -hmm. I love hit way better than Jiren. 
What so, are you trying so, to say there, Chris? Or, yeah, I heard you. Like, yeah. Yeah, so for, question for Brandon and Malik. So we know Piccolo is black. Is Hit black? I feel he's like he's not no. white. I don't know if he's bl- black, but he's definitely not white. <laughs> <laughs> hit, 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 hits like he's that racially ambiguous friend that you're like. I'm pretty sure he's Persian. I think he's Persian. <laughs> uh, so I, I have a Dragon Ball Z fighter story involving Tyler to tell you guys, which I like, this hurts my soul. To he this got day. so mad. He's still mad at me for this. Shut everybody. the fuck up. So I'm I'm a, I'm a nerd. I pick my three favorites in Dragon Ball Fight. My favorite Dragon Ball villain, fucking perfect Cell. So I go, I go with Cell. I go with Goku Black. I go with um. I go with Hell um. Yeah. Frieza, kind of like no fuck. Let's get the let's get the fucking villain spot here. This motherfucker, Tyler. This motherfucker <laughs> picks Krillin, Yamcha, and Tien. I'm like, oh, bet it's gonna be a slaughter. He fucking won somehow. <laughs> and I like, I literally uninstalled the game. I was so upset. I uninstalled the game after that. The thing is, in that game, is that Yamcha is actually really strong in that game, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, someone had to show him love. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sure shit wasn't Balma. Okay, but like, I mean, like, she traded up. Please go yeah. ahead, Brandon. <laughs> uh, well, you, you gotta love the return of seventeen. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. I, I love seeing him back in, in the mix. That made me yes. super happy. That was awesome. And, um, getting getting my girls, uh, uh, Kale and, and Califla, <laughs> Califla, Cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> Those two, I, I loved seeing them two together because, like, they just work so well together. And when they fused, it was just, oh, that was just, like, endgame right there for me. I was like, this is awesome. And then they, they just turned in, into uh, Malik's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Okay. What, whatever. Yes. <laughs> Leave me alone. I, I do not appreciate you attacking me with that TikTok earlier as well, um, Chaco. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> what was the TikTok? I tell Chaco about a certain <laughs> phrase that I like that kind of like, you know, I don't want to say triggers, but it's just like, oh, that sends happy chemicals to my brain immediately. And Share. Chaco finds Share. like later, not on podcast, <laughs> oh, but <laughs> and he's like, damn it. But like <laughs> Chaco, Chaco sends like a TikTok of like a very attractive like Sith cosplayer saying this phrase. I'm like, God, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Did, okay, did you so say you, Civ? Like you, you civilization said it? Civ. 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 Oh, okay. You 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 said it, and I was like, oh, I don't really get that. And then I saw this video, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, it sounds like he's yeah. in your corner. He's not attacking you. Brandon's messing you out. Cause like, it's just because I, I told him a story about how like a friend actually like used it to just like kind of like like pretty, pretty much he's like us like just like bombard me with it, and I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> I feel like I know what this phrase is. Just I have I know to- you so well. I just can't remember it right now. I have. I know for a fact. I, think, I have told you. I think I know what it is too, because I think you've said it on chat before, but I won't share. It's okay. For, yeah, I no. don't because yeah, I'm an innocent bean. Oh, shut up, Chris. <laughs> oh. You're a you're a lawyer. <laughs> He's a very good lawyer. You catch that oh. brick for you. Are you prosecutor or defense? Defense. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if any of you re- read the manga, but the current art right now is shaped up to be my favorite as long as they stick the landing. Because uh, before, I, we, I, before we before we get into the next arc, I want to just talk about the fact. Um, can we talk about 
Tapo taking Frieza over his knee like he's his goddamn child. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, oh. and making that man cry. I was like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Tapo should have been eliminated from that tournament because he used god powers and he's not supposed to. Like, that That's yeah. the thing that gets me with Universe 11. And I've said this on the podcast before, but since you guys are here, and I'm pretty sure you haven't heard it, uh, Universe 11 to me is like, when you're young and you're playing action figures or something with your friend, and you're just like, oh, I hit you with this big attack, and your friend just goes, no, uh because I have the shield that deflects all big attacks, and you're just like, ugh. <laughs> oh, sorry. You can got you, me. Can you, can, you about, can you tell you about the next arc, Chris? I'm sorry, I have to get that up on top of. Yeah, I think, well, for one thing, I think the one of the antagonists of the arc did something that I've always wondered why no Dragon Ball villain or hero ever did with the dragon balls and i don't want to i don't want to spoil it but it was just like i was like this seems so blatantly obvious why hasn't <laughs> done it before uh i'm gonna have to look this up after the podcast yeah i'm curious i'm gonna you're gonna tell yeah. me this after the i show. mean I, I can say it if I you also, want me to i don't I have to shout out the, the best I, line of of it is don't shoot this man's not black. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad on the English dub's part. <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know. It was just like, dude, you got to get some POC in the room. Because <laughs> they would have been like, hi, maybe we should reword that. <laughs> it doesn't I, sound I, good. I never yeah, forgave so my hero for that one black prose lips during the overhaul arc. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was no. like, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, speaking, of, but, uh, speaking of English dub, I just learned that uh, the new Digimon series from 2020 is getting an English dub, and I'm very excited for that. There's a new Digimon series? Oh, my God. Yeah, it came out in 2020. It was wow. pretty intense. It's like the way I, I watched a couple episodes of the sub, and... I gotta say, it's like it's like they know that their fans are all adults now, so it definitely gets a little bit more deep. Oh, okay. That's all, I loved Digimon when I was a kid. I was obsessed, like just as obsessed with Digimon, Digimon as I yeah as I was <laughs> so with Pokemon. Good. Like I loved Digimon. I thought it was such an interesting. I just was super attached to the characters. And Me too. So I am down for some more Digimon for sure. Um, anything else? Anything else we want to like bring up before we like get like anything? Anything else you got, guys? Got in your minds that we should bring up before we get into like you know like the big meat of the conversation? <laughs> uh, Vegeta is the love of my life, but that's oh it. yeah. I meant I meant to ask you. Is there like have you ever read any good Vegeta fan fiction? Oh there? yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I've opened so there's Pandora's this... box. Oh my god. Okay, hang on. There's this one, and it's. <laughs> No, it's actually really good. It's like, it's an, okay, so this girl wrote this one and it's like an Arabian Nights spinoff where he's like, the, like, it's actually really, it's actually really good. Like, I went into it kind of like, okay, like, what is this? But yeah, he's like the prince and then, like, yeah, I mean, he's always a prince. But it's kind of like an Arabian Nights spinoff. Bulma is like the princess of this, like, faraway kingdom. It's one of my favorite tropes ever, which is, um, reluctant marriage, like an arranged marriage trope, and then they actually fall in love. I love that shit. Oh um, and Frieza, don't roll your eyes. And then Frieza <laughs> is um, the evil emperor, and he's trying to take over the Saiyan's kingdom, and then they have to get the Dragon Balls, and like everyone's in it. It's actually legitimately fantastic, and um, I was fantastic. super invested. It was really good. The fight scenes are really good. Like there's these big battles. There's a quest for the Dragon Balls. Um, the Namekians are in it. Goku and um, Chi Chi are in it, and they're super cute. Like he and Goku are actually friends in it, and he's like, 
Yeah, but it's kind of like a lost, it's called The Lost Prince, and it's about him trying to reclaim his kingdom, and Bulma's amazing, and I just, I, I'm not, I should say, like, I'm not into, like, you know, self-insert fanfics. I don't, that's weird to, I mean, no, 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 I'm not hating on anyone's thing, but, like, it's just not for me. Like, I like to read couples together. That's my thing. So mm-hmm. I'm a big, bull, I mean, I love Bulma and Vegeta together, so it's a really good one. And there, I have more, a... but I'll stop there. Anyway. <laughs> there's a fic that I found on Twitter, and it's it's drawn out like like a manga, but it focuses on Boma and Vegeta on Namek, and it sort of like fleshes out things that happen there, giving them more interactions and like working oh. around the actual plot of Namek. And oh, it was cool. just like, and it ends up one of those things where it was just like, oh. I mean, like, I've always liked the shit, but I'm like, I like it even more now. Yeah. <laughs> there was I actually... Usually... Oh, go ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was just about to say, like, I usually, with, like, I'm not usually into, like, bickering couple trope. Like, I, I run out of a road really fast with that type of trope. Like, if, like, it's like, we love each other, but we fight all the time. Like, I just, like, I kind of, like, get bored with that very early. Um, But there's something about Vegeta and Bulma that just like works for me. I think it's because she like, he's like, I think it's because he's like scared of her and it's funny. Like, (laughs) like it's like, he's like terrified of her and he's just like, okay. It's just like, it's like really, there's something about like a super powerful, like one half of the couple being like a a planet destroyer and then the other being totally normal. And like, you know, (laughs) the planet destroyer being terrified of their normal partner. Like, it's like, there's something really wholesome and cute about that. I love that. Um, there was a there was a sorry malik there was a uh, there was a comic actually before super even like came out like years ago of a big tour it was basically the tournament of power but like not the tournament of power it was a bunch of what if universes all fighting together in one tournament and stuff like that that was like i remember reading a little bit of that and i enjoyed it like so much like there was a what if like they they had like vegeto come back and stuff like that i thought it was really dope and then, mm-hmm. like, the see it all play vision. out in Super, I was like, man, they had to have taken some inspiration from this or something. Like, Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love, in- I love in-universe stuff, and I'm very picky with, like, AUs, but, like, if you get the right AU in there, I'm, like, I'm down for sure. Can we talk about Super Saiyan 10, everybody? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we can't. Where it's just a ball of fucking hair at that point. <laughs> I, I, no. <laughs> can, I, can i also just say um before we move off of dragon ball um my mo- I, I also got, i always do this with dragon ball um go watch android 17 versus piccolo because it's such an underrated fight and that fight is no, amazing it's, it's no one it's sure. never on anyone's list and i'm sick of it not getting love and i fucking love piccolo versus android 17 god damn it <laughs> piccolo okay so i i've been bu- so i've been buying shit it's not good but it's like whatever it's like <laughs> I bought these, so this girl did these amazing Dragon Ball prints, but they were on her Etsy, but they were only, she was only selling them at cons because she didn't want to get hit with that cease and desist, which I get it. And I went on her shop and I didn't see them and I messaged her on Twitter and I was like, hey, do you have these Dragon Ball prints? If you don't, it's totally okay, I get it. And she's like, here, just order um, like three prints and just say like you want the Dragon Ball ones and I'll send you those. And I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) And yeah, she was really nice about it. She was great. And they're gorgeous. I'll po- I'll post them in Discord. It's like she had four. There was a Frieza, a Vegeta, a Goku, and a Piccolo. And I got the the Piccolo, Goku, and Vegeta because I'm like, oh my god! Like Piccolo is one of my favorite characters ever. I uh, I have actually have a huge crush on Piccolo too. He's incredible. And he doesn't got a he, dick. 
I don't give a shit. It's fine. Like, <laughs> dude, like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And like, <laughs> and um, I just, God, I love Piccolo. And I know he's beloved. It's not like Piccolo doesn't get appreciation. Like the fandom loves him, but like, I'll never not take the opportunity to sing his praises because he's incredible and the oh, best dad ever. Well, yeah, he's the only the father Gohan has ever met. Fingers. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Am I the only one here that is actually a fan of Gohan? Uh, I love Gohan. <laughs> I love Gohan. Hold, hold on, hold on. Did, did we just rename the special bean cannon? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I hate you so much. Moving on. But yes, Tyler. I enjoy Gohan. Gohan, I, Teen Gohan's great. Then Mystic Gohan happened and they fucked it up. I actually don't mind Mystic Gohan. It's just no. great saying, man. I'm kind of like iffy on. No, Mystic Gohan's we'll, we'll great. We'll see him in the next movie, you know, though, right? What's up? Maybe. I know it's all about Pan, but we'll see. Chris, you said Gohan's your favorite character? Yes. Yeah, he's mine, too. Good Good choice. (laughs) Perfect choice. I love Gohan. I said uh, Mystic Gohan's great. It's just, you know, Super Boo fucking absorbs him and kicks the shit out of him. And you're just like, well, what was the point of that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was like the weird. When we were rewatching all of it, it was so funny how he like, they're like, you have to find the magic sword. I'm like, okay. What? Toriyama clearly, <laughs> like, saw, like, Red King Arthur or saw a King Arthur movie and was like, yeah, there's sore in the stone, I guess, whatever. I'm like, this comes out of nowhere. And then he gets it, and then he gets, like, wrecked. And I'm like, Gohan, my sweet boy. Yeah. Eggy, so, uh, I sent you some of the 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 uh, Namek fic I was talking about. Oh, yes, please. Discord. Thank I you. Didn't send, I didn't send the spicy photos, but I, I, I just... Oh, no, it's fine. Just, I wonder I love if I some spice. Fi- I wonder if I could find like Yamcha cucked by Vegeta and like oh, like watching in the corner. Jesus. <laughs> like fiction like by Vegeta and Bulma. I feel like that's like a like a no brainer. That's gotta be like one of the first ones anyone anyone's ever wrote, right? I could see. No, that. the probably first ones would probably be in something with Goku, Vegeta, Bulma, and Chi Chi. Okay, mm. why am I I am all for that. Let's go. <laughs> Wipe swap. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'm a leak. I'll send you something. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a great Sonic fan fic, fic out there. Been Knuckles indeed. We saw the trailer. We saw the trailer before Batman, and I was like, "Why is this so dramatic?" This trailer is like we were in a full theater. The screen went to black and you just and I am I I believe that the theater is a sacred place. I don't talk in movie theaters because like I hate people who talk in movie theaters because I'm like, you can literally talk anywhere else in the world. This is bullshit. But like we saw the Sonic trailer. It cut to black and out loud. I just was like, it's Sonic. Why (laughs) is it so dramatic? I'm, I'm just going to say it. Um, Knuckles can say nigga. He can. It's just... <laughs> he can. He's I'm played sorry. by Idris Elba. Yeah. yeah. Get that bag, Idris Elba. Hell yeah. The fact that Idris Elba actually legitimately said, don't worry, when I voice Knuckles, I'm not going to use a sexy voice. And then just, yeah. <laughs> Still has it. And I'm like, come on, man. It's that really the Charles... Trigger. It's literally the Charles Minor bit where, like, I'm aware of my effect on women. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but moving on to another universe, I think it's time we get into like the the the. the I think anything else you guys want to bring up before we get into the meat meat and potatoes? The the the, the big is this this is gonna be a big 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 convo. Mm, I'm good. 
All right. Cool, 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 cool. To the DC oh, universe. Oh, I do. I do oh. want to say that I don't. I don't. I, I. I was joking about that Sonic fanfic. By the way, I don't want people <laughs> on the podcast to actually <laughs> think that I go out looking for Sonic fanfic. Oh, oh. As someone who like as talked to Ty about his kinks, he definitely does. Audience. No, he I don't. Definitely does. <laughs> the things he has googled about Amy. Oh my god. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> but. We are now moving to the DC universe, where it's been. We actually, so before we get into um, uh, um, before we get into hot topic, uh, billionaire, uh, we're going to go to um, let's start off with uh, the definition of chaotic bisexual because uh, we all what I finished Peacemaker not too long ago. I think we've all finished Peacemaker at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Indeed. I think let's start off with uh, Chris. What, what, what initial thoughts on Peacemaker? Uh, so it's weird because I saw like a lot of the big moments before I actually watched it. Cause for some reason I didn't watch it while it was just going on week to week. I waited mm. to like the week after it was finished and then I binged it. Um, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I had a lot of feelings during it that I didn't thought I didn't think I would feel, uh, <laughs> But I, you know, I had a good time. I'm, I'm glad. It seemed like DC said, "James Gunn, here's carte blanche. Do what you want," and he did. It, were the feelings that like he wanted to fuck vigilante? Because I think everyone wants to fuck vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually kind of surprised by all the 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 sexual hype around him. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I was talking to our friend B Dazzler about this because she was explaining like what's up with like the pipeline Brooke. of like yeah being yeah being attracted from like Zemo to Vigilante, and I realized well they both know exactly who and what they are and aren't really ashamed about it. <laughs> and, like, and she was like, actually, you may have something there. That's really uh, funny. One actually I love cares it. about black people, and the other will kill them just to make prove a point. Yeah. <laughs> what about what about God. you, Chocolate? Yeah, anything to say about Peacemaker? Oh man, that prison scene is so hilarious. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I think I thought it was a great show, and I like I don't know I I I feel like I learned a lot. Like I feel like I grew as a person watching it because <laughs> there's all of the reasons that I didn't want to watch the show. Like, all the things I didn't want, you know, put in my mind. Like, I thought this character represented all of those things. It's like, no, I'm not going to watch that. And then I did. And, but the show addressed all of those things and then, like, tweaked them in a way that was like, oh, I can see how people could fall into this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the forethought on James Gunn to say, no, a character like Christopher Smith like Peacemaker would only spawn from toxic white supremacist male ideals. Like that was like, I'm like genius. I love it. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I, it's, that was really, and, and also the, the action and uh, they didn't do the, uh, I feel like DC has turned a corner where they can make things dark or serious or, or whatnot. And not, not just edgy for edgy's sake, you know, like it actually adds to the content, not just like, people are going to want to see someone like get their leg cut off here. You know, like I, I really, I really appreciate that. That gorilla scene fucked me up. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was like, Oh shit. But, uh, Eggie, except what, for Harambe. 
<laughs> what, what, you, what you got, Eggie, about Peacemaker? So, funny enough about the prison scene, Brandon was talking to me about it, and I was like, I don't know, like, eh. and he was like, let me send you a, a scene. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was the prison scene, and I was like, yeah, I'm in. So, Eric, my husband, loves John Cena. He adores him. And, like, when I went to C2E2, John Cena was going to be there, and he was like, can you, like, Get stuff signed for me. I'm like, no, go and wait in line <laughs> yourself. I'm not waiting in line all day to get you stuff signed by John Cena, but whatever. So we we started it and we kind of watched it in three sittings. So we kind of watched like the first three episodes because I think those all came out the same time. And then we watched um, like sort of the rest of it in two sittings, which was perfect. And I loved it. I never thought I'd ever like the genre of glam rock ever in my life, but I <laughs> loved the soundtrack. It, it really does the... appeal to glam rock a lot. <laughs> oh my God. It's incredible. Like that monster song. That's oh. my like top played song on Spotify. I love that song. Why it is Nazis also look so cool. <laughs> this Power Ranger looking motherfucker. It was great. Yeah. Like literally it's... watching that show, I was like, they got to add. They're they, you can't have glam rock bands without adding Steel Panther, and then they oh added God. Steel Panther, and I was like, there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. It was, and it's also the only film, the only TV intro I never skip. Um, yes. I don't trust people who skip that intro. It's too good. All right, Shaco, confess, confess. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <gasps> no! Chaco, no! The ultimate betrayal. Oh my god, top 10 anime betrayals right yeah, here. Seriously. Are, are you ready for another one? No! no! Oh my god, Atashi, just jab no! that knife in deeper. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. No. When I no. actually watched the show, I didn't skip it. But when it, uh, whenever it popped up on TikTok, I swipe away. Oh, okay. that's, well, that's fine. fine. That's different. That's fine. That's acceptable. That's like, yeah. No, it was a great. I love the intro. I love like the dead eye dancing. It's so good. Um, <laughs> so and good. Also, like, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Eggy. No, you're fine. I like. It also like played into. It was so Eric has rubbed off on me because he loves like old school slapstick humor, like violence as humor, <laughs> and so <laughs> the scene where um where peacemaker is jumping from balcony to balcony and fucking crashing like it's so funny like we were like dying laughing watching that it was just so violent and hilarious and just like absolutely incredible the only real critique i have of it is that and I, it, it, it was so obvious that I kept on waiting for James Gunn to acknowledge it but like project butterfly is the same exact thing as project starfish from Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is the same exact thing, James Gunn. Are you going? I, and I was like, he has to know that. Like, even the color scheme on, like, the butterflies and the starfishes was the same. And it was the only real problem I had with it because I was like, this is the same exact plot. But it still worked for me fine. I thought it was really good. They had people, mm. like, calling him a kaiju and stuff like that in both the movie and the TV mm -hmm. show and yeah. stuff. The thing I was going to say is that with the intro, who, who would have thought that that would have, like, taken off so much it's literally just like you guys know the story behind that intro i don't so alan tudyk was actually on set when they were um when they were filming and they were like uh, they like james gunn asked him if he could like do something just like test out and like make sure the cameras are functioning properly or something like that and uh he went up and he started doing the dance and then they they decided to just have him choreo like be the choreographer for that dance 
That's fucking incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh my god. I think one of the funniest scenes, because like the line just got me so bad, was um, it's when he's like, it's when first off, I love the scene where Hardcore like tells him off in the bar because it's because like because he first off the desperation was like, I'm not asking for much, just like just a little like below action. I, I, I no, I have to touch you here. I have to touch your boobs, like. She's like, fuck off. That's when I have a fucking beer. But when he goes to the girl's house and he has sex with her, it's the line that gets me was all like, when I was in your pussy back there, I don't know, I felt hope. (laughs) It just gets gets me so bad. Also, we have to talk about Hardcore's arms. Jesus Christ. I was like, woman. <laughs> she her she was gorgeous and yeah. it's like, it's like and it's arms like, her everything her <laughs> everything it's it's like james gunn has an incredible it really is a talent of his where every character in his projects is always fleshed out and always given so much to do and is given their own time and is given their own space and i love i liked every single character in peacemaker every single one i was like invested in everybody i mean james gunn made scooby-doo work live action yeah i mean (laughs) yeah i think that else that chris i see you've been a little quiet here i just chris i I went i thought i had i I had muted myself because i didn't want hear anybody me drinking water or anything and then <laughs> when i went to oh go clearly speak, you didn't listen to stay hydrated the episode <laughs> i i went to go speak and i muted myself <laughs> so yeah like I, I, we want your thoughts chris so um it, one of the things that i i've always found interesting about james gunn in in his various projects is the music um he'll always either remind me of of songs that i may have forgotten or heard a few times like when i was a kid you know like the the rubber band man by by the spinners like i heard that as a kid because you know my dad would would play music like that all the time right um but you know like getting in glam rock like like i guess you said like i'm I, i won't say like it's made it on my playlist but it's like you know, I, I, I'm jamming out while the episode is going on and everything, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but also the way he always connects the music to the plot. Um, yes. I think that is a very unique thing um, outside of, you know, like musicals or jukebox musicals. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 I was going to say he did connect... Um, cheat with a hardcore casting because that's his wife um yeah <laughs> or, or, or apparently they just got, apparently it's his fiance yeah no what gun and hardcore together uh <laughs> yeah he scored hardcore no having, black parade, having uh just recently watched the sui- the suicide squad uh again recently because i showed it to my brothers um you really see like like hardcore really put in a lot of work like between the show and the movie because it's like she looks almost completely different in the movie than she does from the show. Oh wow, I didn't I haven't se- I saw it once in theaters and I really liked it but I haven't revisited it. So I'll have to look it's, it's look so at it good. again. You know it's yeah. crazy too. We're oh. getting a second spin-off from that movie. Like a second spin-off show cuz Peacemaker's getting a season 2 and then we're getting another spin-off show from the Suicide Squad. So I'm like who could it be honestly? <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, I, I want more rat catcher. Hey guys, she was just incredible. But I'm gonna I'm gonna step off for like seven minutes, okay, really fast. Oh, We're just gonna talk about houses. No, I'll be back. No problem. Uh, I, okay, I also you. wanted to take a moment to appreciate Autobio. Um, our, oh, our, oh Autobio uh, was so great. Just such a great character, and like, <laughs> she's really funny too. Like. She's how I would be, like, having to, like, shoot these people. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Yeah, she's kind of like the, uh, you can really, like, honestly, while watching the show, you can kind of put yourself in her position where you're just like, this is, no, this is exactly how I would handle it in this situation, too. Yeah. It's it's also the fact that, like, she actually showed her wife's vagina on screen. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. <laughs> He has the Washington lick a lot of pussies. Like, what the hell, piece? Yeah. Uh, I was no, no. I'm, I'm scrolling. Like, I'm, I'm watching the show. Like, I look down at my phone. I look up. I was like, wait, was that? Was that? Did I just see what I thought I saw? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reveal too that she was Amanda Waller's daughter really caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, oh, wow, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to, anything else like regards to the piece? Uh, oh God! I, 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 so like a character that took like a little bit for them to grow on me, but I started like it. Like I, he started chipping away, but I liked him more. Uh, Mern, I actually quite ended. I ended up liking Mern like a lot towards the end. I'm like, oh wow, he's like an actual like, because I thought. So my brain was telling me, is he gonna be Martian Manhunter in the end? Because he knows too much about this alien <laughs> shit, and that was like my thoughts. And then like, oh no, he's just one of them, and it's just like a good one. Yeah, the uh, the you whole just call him one of the good ones. Why <laughs> Shut don't up, you just damn call it. him a Why don't you just call him a credit to his race, Malik? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Coon. The whole the whole character Mern Ruckus music just start playing under you. The whole character of Mern starting off is just like, he's like, oh, I'm this guy that hasn't felt an emotion and stuff like that to really just like, you know, like turning into basically like, the, you know, the good butterfly and stuff like that. I thought that was handled very well. Because it's yeah. like, as the show progressed, you start to see him getting more and more emotional and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, he's he's feeling things. Yay. Like, and then you find out that he was a butterfly. And I'm like, man, now what what was this whole dude about the entire time if it was just the butterfly? <laughs> see. A another thing like that threw me off. I feel like it was kind of like a weird like thing that it, I thought was gonna lead to something bigger. Like the contact that Mern has, that like is that is, that like oh, the, blocks the like chief of police guy or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. what the fuck? I know. He's just another corrupt cop. <laughs> he's a bit more than that. Yeah, I know. Like, he's fucked like, up. Yeah, like, when he's, like, in the woods and, like, the one cop's like, please, now he's like, oh, please, no, and just shoots her. I'm like, what the fuck, I'm like, dude? how the hell is this guy on the force? <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, he he's just some black op soldier that Mern, the original Mern knew, because if, if Mern, if, if the butterfly knew to call on that guy for this, think about how bad Mern had to be. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I know. So that Jeez. does that, that 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 you know that actually does add to the you know feeling no emotion type thing because it's just like you know the butterfly's just playing off of like what Mern actually was probably before he took him over. Also, um, the fact that they gave economists like the actual tragic die beard story. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, I just <laughs> and you're just like you just feel so bad. He's like I just like I didn't think anyone would notice until one guy 
kept bringing it up. And I'm like, <laughs> first off, you thought you really thought no one noticed? I kind of looking at that job. I'm like, huh? <laughs> also, just like all like this, like the 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 um the human like the human torpedo gag also like really got me. Cause like, cause like you're like, it's like everyone's like getting fucked up by all the butterflies outside the like the bar and shit like that. Then like, and everyone, and like the music's playing faint. Hardcore looks like she's about to die. And then just like, and then like later on we see like Chris down like fighting like the, um, uh, um, the, the one, um, leader of the butterflies. And then <laughs> out of bio, just activate human torpedo, just headbutts <laughs> into the wall. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean that conversation they had, like was actually making sense <laughs> oh, know? Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah like, no oh no wait what conversation of the script where uh peacemaker joins them oh shit huh That's maybe, it, maybe if the show releases on blu-ray we might get like an alternate take or something like that yeah. well no it's well, i don't think they filmed it. they said it was like a script right oh i i don't know it didn't it wasn't clear whether it was a draft or whether it was a cut. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh God, it's it's. it's a... But yeah, that conversation of like, no, no, no. This, this is what happened to our world, and we destroyed it, and you guys are going down that same path, and we promised that we we would save it. We would save you guys. And we we're strategically going after specific ones, and like, and just just the the belief systems and stuff that we've seen him establish over the course of the show, you know, yeah. I, I will, I will bring about peace regardless of how many people I, men, women, and children I have to care kill to do it, um, you know, like it, what everything they said was perfectly in line with Peacemaker's beliefs. Yep. But he didn't. He didn't go all Anakin Skywalker on him. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's what like really hammers in on the end scene when he's sitting out on his porch, and he's just kind of like taking it all in. Like I, I feel like he's sitting there going, "Like man, I just completely went against my beliefs in order to possibly save the world." I did. I like for all he knows, the world could actually be doomed. Like and that, uh, he. Well, he asked out about did I just kill the world? And she. She's like I don't know <laughs> like, yeah he's just like i don't like maybe and then like that scene's all scary because like, he sits and he's eagerly and then like he, and you see like the ghost of his dad that well like the like the hallucination of his dad there he's just like looking very smug that actor was a little too good at that role <laughs> he's always been really good at playing a piece of shit dad like he played the dad he played johnny cash's dad and walked the line like and that guy was a real piece of shit too he was also the he was also the enemy uh the enemy terminator in t2 Hmm. Yeah, and he he's done a lot of like military stuff mm-hmm. recently. Like he was on the unit, he was on NCIS, he's on this other show I can't remember. And you know he's generally like a very straight lace, like you know, it, you know serves his country, but also corrupt in some ways. This one he's like, oh no, all bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah it's absolutely. Cool to see them work together because yeah, they abs- were together. Ab- Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brent. I just want. I just want to say I'm back. Hello, everyone. Okay, go ahead, Brent. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Well, it, back in the day, they worked together in the first movie I saw John Cena in, The Marine. Uh, <laughs> 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 remember that, Jim? You go oh and watch God. The Marine, and then you watch Peacemaker. You're like, man, the progression on Cena. <laughs> like, he's really changed, man. 
Oh, Love incredible. That. I mean, the T2, he looked, he was, he, I mean, Terminator 2 is one of the greatest sequels of all time, and his work in that is, is, is incredible. It's, it's just, it was so good to see him. He's so talented as an actor, and I was so happy to see him, even if he was playing the worst person ever. Oh, yeah, he's just <laughs> a really good bad guy. Like, it's yeah. just how he is, you know? I don't feel like a bit about that. The uh, the greatest sequel of all time. I do believe it's it's Terminator 2. Oh, wow. That's a fun debate to have because I'm either on the fence with Terminator 2, Aliens, Empire, or Last Jedi. Too Fast, Too Furious? Back too, to the hey. Future 2. Oh, the my God, absolutely. Yes. The, ser- the serotonin of uh, saying Last Jedi, that just gave me Eggie. I love it. Um, I also, th- I, I don't, no, this is not a joke. This is not like a, like a, a shit post like option. I legitimately am throwing Shrek 2 in the ring because Shrek 2 oh is God, legitimately yes. oh, yeah. like Shrek fucking amazing. It's, it, it is literally the perfect sequel in every way and I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, but uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's enough. I think it's enough on Peacemaker. I think it's time. We, 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 a, little, a little indie film came out recently as Tyler, <laughs> a, little, a little film that no, not, not probably a lot of people saw that uh, Tyler described as special. Yeah, Zack Snyder production. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, we finally saw the Batman, and it's not gonna lie. I, Eggie's tech takes is the main event, so like that's the one. Like we want to so, like Eggie. The floor is yours right now, girl. Is the floor mine? Is yeah. it? Hang yes. on one second. Hang on. You... Okay, look. Wait a minute. What did you just do? <laughs> I'm opened a can of beer. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so a little back very quickly. So I have been a Batman fan my entire life. I have been obsessed with Batman. He is my favorite superhero of all time. I mean, technically the Robins are, but most people don't know there's more than one Robin. So I just usually say Batman. And oh my God, Ooh. my Ooh. son. Ooh. Love him. Ooh. I mean, they're all my, I love them all deeply, um, but I love Tim. Tim is incredible. But um, so I, I always, yeah, I always joke, like there are three things I love unconditionally in this world. It's my family, Star Wars and Batman. So this movie came around and what's interesting is that Eric and I are, you know, my work life has been very, very hectic. My personal life has been very, very hectic. We're looking for a house right now, et cetera. So I actually kind of, forgot that this movie was coming out and um (laughs) we had tickets to see it and i was like you know i got home you know and it was the day before and i was like what are we doing tomorrow and he was like oh we're seeing batman and i was like oh i mean yeah we can see it i guess i don't know like do you want to cancel we can look at a house and he's like no no no, let's just go i'm like okay the day we saw it it was super stressful much like the last jedi it was like a super stressful day (laughs) I, I know I barely got to the theater in time. We rolled in. I asked him to bring me a tampon. He forgot. I was like, God damn it. Oh, I'm like oh, shoving no. toilet paper up my twat. I'm like, fucking shit. Oh okay, God. sorry. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. We're friends. Oh We're all goodness. friends. Okay. So I get in. I sit down right as the movie begins. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm so tired. Like, ugh, fine, whatever. The movie starts and I am, I, I'm in. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I felt everything melt away and like this movie it I it you know when you love something so much that you're like god fucking damn it this is a thing now like I was like god damn it like this is going to consume me and I I don't watching Bumblebee (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
like it's like but but truly like it's but seriously like it's like that feeling of like god no i don't have i shit <laughs> this is a thing <laughs> and you know we leave the theater and i look at him like oh did you like it? he's oh it was great blah 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 you know i saw it again on tuesday and it was and i again another case of i barely get to the theater in time because my friends were going to go see it and they hadn't seen it I get to the theater and they're talking to me. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, dude, you look like, I mean, I'm pale as fuck. They were like, dude, you look clear. Are you okay? And I'm like, dude, I'm so <laughs> tired. And we go and we sit down and I kind of got my head in my hands. I'm like, oh shit, okay, this movie's so long, fuck. The movie starts, I'm right back in. And I'm energized the entire time. So I loved this movie. I am obs I, I'm obsessed with it. I have been thinking about it for two weeks. And um, I'm so excited to talk about it. I have a lot of thoughts about everything. Um, so yeah, I absolutely adored it. I feel you. I feel you on the stress there, Aggie. Because <laughs> before going to see the Batman, I got into a car accident. Um, oh my god, are you okay? Yeah, everybody was fine. It was a okay. minor thing. But like, did you catch the penguin that... though? <laughs> <laughs> did you catch the penguin? Yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got into a car accident and I had to deal with like insurance and stuff like that. I, overall, I was very upset after that after all that and then like uh going to see the batman really lifted my spirits after that because it was just that good of a movie oh for sure i i i'm so glad you're okay and i that stress is so much i mean to be fair like the movie is so fucking stressful <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. i was like ah, what's happening <laughs> that 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 intro you could like literally when like, <gasps> like the mayor is like at the tv and he just steps away and you can oh, see riddler I I screamed. Oh, I was like, ah! the, the <laughs> pop in my feet. Like the whole, you just heard like a, oh, like a gasp all throughout the theater. It's like, oh my God. Um, before we get too deep in um, Chaka, let's go with your initial thoughts in case you might have to leave. Yeah, go, go ahead. Get, yeah, get your actually, thoughts. I'm going to leave right after this. But um, man, this, this movie was just, it was, it was so beautiful and like, I, it, it just it gave me it gave me all the things that that I wanted like if if you know me and like my favorite movies are the ones that you, you watch a second time and it's a different movie you know like yes. like your yeah. prestiges your eternal sunshine your stuff like that and that's that's what this film was but it was Batman but it was actual detective Batman that oh, yeah. I love so much yes and they actually did him not quite knowing everything yet because uh, even as, as much as I, like, I love Batman Begins but he was still super capable you know um, while he's setting things up but the way that they framed the how, what it means to be a vigilante and what it means to him you get the opening scene through looking through the goggles and you don't know if that's Batman or not yeah. that's looking through those goggles I love the little giggles <laughs> yeah, but but like like you you don't know and then like obviously we, we see what happens but then further we have batman doing the same thing their intent is way different but it's i don't know it's it's so it's so amazing and and it, the thing that the parallel that immediately came up in my mind after watching it was like this is what it's like to be a star wars fan that has legitimate critiques and then all these other people are like no i'm justice too and you're like i'm vengeance too and you're like no no i am, I am not affiliated with these people like, oh 
my god! It's, it's so that's, true. That's, uh, uh, yeah. So you so you gotta head out now, Chaco. Um, take the time to plug your shit. Um. Yeah, I'm Darth Chaco on, on on YouTube, TikTok, um, everywhere. High Ground Podcast Wednesdays at five thirty p.m. Pacific time, and Diet and the Force Podcast Saturdays at five p.m. Star I'll be Wars on. stuff. Yeah, Brand- Blake's gonna be on. It's gonna be incredible. Brandon, before I, you go, I have to know what you thought of Rob. Did you like his Batman? I I loved it. Like. Mm-hmm. Especially that that scene, what like he's he's walking into the. I mean, he's he's obsessed with protecting the the child, which you're like, yeah, as well you should be, um, and the mayor's like, you know, you could be doing more, but he's so obsessed with the vengeance side of it that he's not even thinking about the the savior side of it, and mm-hmm. you can see that even earlier in the film where he like he beats the 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 clown guy, and then the person that he's saving is like. Uh, did, did someone else is he are you robbing me too <laughs> <laughs> but like I, don't, I I just the intensity that he played the character with and the chemistry of all the actors involved mm-hmm. was just incredible I I mean I said it before but like when Catwoman was like I have a thing for strays I assumed they were just gonna bang right there yeah like, and it, <laughs> And it felt both like Batman was into Catwoman and Bruce Wayne was into Selina and mm. the two actors were just into each other. Like, if I built it on all three levels. Have you seen um, the shot of Zoe Kravitz in, like, the cat suit drinking milk from a bowl like a cat? I ordered that magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said to Malik... Um, when he when he was like, oh, you have a lot of cats. I, I was like, how funny would it have been if Batman was just like, man... There's a lot of pussy. <laughs> oh my God, it's not a Joel Schumacher movie. Look. <laughs> uh, all right, but um, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show, Chaco. Um, let's, let's, let's get let's get Chris's. Uh, if you got, I, I can't I wait. Think... I can't wait to listen sure. listen back and hear everyone else's everyone else's text. But thank you for having me and y'all. Yeah, thank you for having me. Bye, Chaco. Okay. You're, thank you're all, you. You're, all, you're always welcome here on Absolute, Hot. It's a podcast, of course. Absolute legend. I'm telling you. Yes. But um, Chris, please tell us your. Th- I've been talking to you. You've got some really good ones. But like, please tell us your takes on the Batman. Your initial thoughts and intro to your thoughts. Uh, so yeah, so so a little bit of background. So I love Batman. I grew up with Batman. Uh, the Batman, the animated series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, the Batman, uh, Detective Comics, Batman, uh, Batman Superman. Um, and so uh, the Arkham games, so, and Batman's my favorite superhero, like by a long shot. Um, and, uh, so much so that when I passed the bar, my brothers got a cameo for Kevin Conroy to congratulate me on passing the bar. That's so cool. Oh my God. That's cool. Instead of just like, you know, they, you, you do a cameo, they, tell you what to say and everything like that and sometimes they may do a little more so um i think my brother wrote like i guess like the first 30 maybe 45 seconds of it and then he went on for like two more minutes just talking to me and i was sitting in a similar position to where i am now because it was in the pandemic and I'm just like looking at my phone staring like my hand over my mouth and my brother <laughs> didn't expect me to like 
open it right away so like by the time he gets upstairs to like record me i'm already halfway through it like tears are welling up in my eyes uh so yeah so i love batman um (laughs) when i when i saw this movie um and the you know we see the person just looking in the mirror and looking at the mayor and i'm like we're like i'm like this is probably the Riddler. I don't know why Batman would be staking out the mayor, but he could. You never know, right? And then, you know, he's just walking back and forth, and you see the Riddler staring there, and you're just like, okay, when are you going to... And then he yells, and he just hits him, and I'm like, oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> we're, we're jumping right in here. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> just uh, open it right back with the murder. And it's not even just like this, like, you know, just like this 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 yell of like a, a train killer or something it's just like so guttural and weird and just yeah yeah you know, he's just like you know and he just you know beats him a few times and then out comes the tape and i'm like all right <laughs> yeah as yeah, soon as full, it, full bore and into the abyss as soon as that happened i was like okay so this is just laid out like the entirety of the movie not like not like in a sense like oh i know the plot type of situation it's just like i know what the th- or the overall theme is you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, like, it kind of bounced between, like, this is a detective story. Now it's a fucking horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's picking them off one by one. Like, we went to go see it with one of our friends, and when they go to the um, when they go to the orphanage, like, she legit, like, jumped when they yeah. saw, like, the one drop at. She was like, oh, like, she was scared. Like, oh, it's oh, terrifying. And they yeah, use like, the strings there perfectly, like oh, uh, you so- would in a horror movie. And then it goes right back to, okay, detective movie. <laughs> so, so one of my favorite things about like the Batman I too I feel like is that like it's not really being talked about is how funny it is. It is yes. genuinely probably one of the mm-hmm. funniest superhero movies I've watched. Thank like, you. The, the thumb drive joke had me nearly pissing myself <laughs> in the theater. Yeah, the thumb drive <laughs> joke was very good. It it wasn't the thumb drive, it was Gordon's reaction. Yes. Oh, this guy is hilarious. Yeah. Gordon? <laughs> okay. Go Chris, Gordon reminded me of you the entire time. I was like, this is Chris. This is if Chris was in a Batman movie. Like his responses and his cadence, like like because Chris, you have such a dry, like kind of like sense of humor, a very yes. controlled voice. And Jeffrey Wright's performance is so incredible. And his like when he's like, Oh, this guy's hilarious. I was like, that's Chris. It's like that's honestly, that kind like, of humor. Honestly, Chris, I haven't known you that long just yet, but like just going off of what Eggie just said there, I can definitely see it. <laughs> It's 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 that it's, there's one moment too when like Batman goes like no guns yes yeah, your thing man <laughs> that's, that's like that's so, just Chris so so JJ Freddie's roommate uh, on TikTok he he made a video that I I was like he beat me to the punch for that scene where it was just like uh, for he was just like no guns he's like nigga what do you mean we. <laughs> 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 You know, he's like, I don't have, you know, like all this like bulletproof armor from head to toe. I don't have you like, you're like, all I got is the gun. I'm going to use the gun. <laughs> the, the, the scene also, too, like Gordon and Batman's relationship is so good in this movie. It's, this is probably my favorite God. Gordon, like Batman like relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of my Incredible. favorite Batman stuff in this movie. But like the one thing that gets me is when like, um, 
It's when Batman is like in the interrogation room, and all the cops are ready to arrest him, and Gordon's like, "I'm gonna talk to him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him to cooperate." He's Incredible. Like, we gotta get you out of here. You're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like trying to look like he's like reprimanding, but like, you're gonna punch me in the face. It's just so great because like the way like the way they depict Gordon and Batman in this movie, it's just it, it's literally like straight out of the comics. It's like mm-hmm. no, like the entire city could could turn on Batman, and like the police force is just like this man should be arrested for his vigilante uh, vigilanteism and stuff like that. And he he just stands by him no matter what. You know, he's like this. I know this man is good. Like, dude. Dude, when Gordon pushes him, like, first off, that was one of my favorite scenes. I mean, I mean, the whole movie was my favorite scene. But, like, the part where, like, he's on the table and he in the, in the cop interrogation room where there is a comically large number of police officers. I was like, this is hilarious. This is like some Looney Tunes shit. And he, like, gets up off the table and he's pushing them all off. He's like, hey, get away from me. And there's, like, all this rumbling. And then Gordon pushes him, like, up against the wall. And he's like, hey, man, get your shit together. And when, when Batman's, like... You too. I felt like the legitimate heartbreak in his yeah. voice. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then, but you're right, Malik. Gordon's Jeffrey Wright's acting when he's like, "We gotta get you out of here," and he's like <laughs> leaning in, like he's he's like lecturing him. It was so funny. We our crowd, our Thursday night crowd sucked. Like everyone was quiet. Like everyone was respectful. But Eric and I were the only people laughing our asses off. And I was like trying to be quiet, but like I just kept, I was like, this is hilarious. Like, I'm sorry. When the Riddler is like, hey guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. I started screaming. Like, I was like, this is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Thanks for all the tips on like uh, bomb making and like, thanks, I appreciate it. And he does, he does like the influencer wave, as I call it, where he's like, Hey guys, he waves. I was like, I'm done. Riddler's Incredible. nothing without his followers. <laughs> I'm telling you. The, I call them the Redditlers. Uh, <laughs> it's not Reddit, it's 4chan, man. But I told still, you this. Reddit, but still, Redditlers fits like, as, as like a it rolls off the tongue. Leave me alone. Okay. But, uh, but uh, freaking, um, I, Brooke had an amazing tweet about this where I'm a V Dazzler. She said, uh, she said, um, do you think Riddler had a ring light? Yes. <laughs> yes. I respond like, to that. Oh. I was like, yes. Oh my 100%. God. But the thing I was going to, I was going to say, cause I, I've told you this before, Malik, it's like, you know, Reddit will say that they'll back him, but 4chan will actually go and appear, appear there. And do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like I mean, is there any other aspects I want to touch upon? Like, Oh, like, can we talk? Okay. So like me and Eggie, this is, pro- this is probably gonna be for me and Eggie. The mm-hmm. bisexual panic. <laughs> there it is of Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson together. So like for me, when like when when Selena has like the criminal like on the construction site and she's just beating the fuck out of them, I just think to myself, that should be me. <laughs> <laughs> The one line from Gordon that I really liked was was after Batman punched him and they met back up and he's like, you could have pulled that punch, man. He's like, I did. <laughs> I, I did. That one. That one's also really good. Yeah, that that, that that was my favorite part. I think a lot of people like lost that in, in my theater because there was like, and I was like, I heard that. There's honestly there's like an... Penguin was genuinely funny too. Like oh, he was hilarious. So, where he's just like he's like you ever think that maybe this this rat with wings is a fucking bat? <laughs> <laughs> he's 
like, no opla espanol, you fucking morons. I'm like, this is that, hilarious. See, see, that was great because their reactions are so – that was the most realistic acting I've ever seen because they genuinely did think, oh, shit, yeah. That is yeah, bad. it could have been a bad <laughs> That's a really good point, actually. Oh, my God. Am I corrupt? Am I Am I the villain? I don't think I'm the villain. And and the 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 um the Penguin spinoff just officially got greenlit, so it's happening with Colin Farrell oh, no. and everything. yeah. So, yeah. We're, oh man, I'm 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 so excited. The way uh, the way Colin Farrell portrayed like the penguin to me was very Joe Pesci. If I had to yes. sum it up, like I the entirety, I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, this is just Joe Pesci, like <laughs> as the penguin. But I know it's Colin Farrell. But like, whoa, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, take it easy. I'm like, pretty soon, penguin's just gonna go into some kid's home and try to rob it. Like. <laughs> I kept waiting for Penguin to be like, I'm an olive oil salesman. Like I kept waiting. Uh, there's a lot. There's so there's so much to cover. Like I think there's like, a lot so, to unpack with that movie. I think one thing I've been bringing up uh, that I love is that Matt Reeves said that he actually based um, a lot of the story of the Batman around Kurt Cobain, and like mm-hmm. it really shows. And, yeah, and and the story of like Kurt's like of of Kurt and his like downward spiral, and I thought, and I really just like looked at him like, wow, like uh, someone who didn't want to acknowledge the effect that his work had on the larger society, Kurt Kurt being it with grunge, the um the the uh, the the and also ultimately being consumed by that own work is like was like holy shit, but also like there's like like I think in the final fight with like Riddler's followers. What's the weapon that took out Batman? The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that was very clear imagery there. And then like the inverse of it too. That like bat. Like a lot of like a, a lot of in the public eye. Like like um uh Courtney Love is viewed and like Kurt's t- choice in women is viewed as like a huge factor and what led to him like you know ending up you know committing suicide um but like in but in the batman it's actually his choice in women that saves him from the shotgun and a very like very very twisted and dark but like weird inverse of how kurt's stories end it's it's it's, genuinely never thought of it that way that is Mm -hmm. amazing yeah Yeah. i like like, i've been i'm sorry the thing that gets me with that movie is that like you know i always enjoyed the song something in the way but like i look at it in a whole different light now after seeing that movie completely different yeah Uh, i think that's like the power of that movie anything you want to add chris i'm noticing like you quiet for a little stretch of time make sure you get your get your thoughts in oh yeah i mean i just i just i just don't want to interrupt anybody um i got you i i think when it uh comes to like references for me like i'm looking for like batman references from the comics and storylines mm. there was a lot from just just the beginning from you know the way the riddler raps himself is similar to hush uh mm. oh, oh my god yeah. i did not even and, think about that yeah and so and they kind of try to throw you like this sort of misdirect when they talk about how edward elliot was a reporter who, you know, Thomas Wayne may or may not have gotten killed. And, you know, you see Hush on the screen and, and you're just like, hmm, are they pulling a reverse uh, whatever or Batman Hush where instead of Hush being the Riddler, Riddler, the Riddler is now Hush or something like yeah. that. Um, but then, you know, that's teasing it for a future story. Um, there are Court of Owls references. Uh, yes. Martha Arkham, you know, Martha being an Arkham uh 
Carmine Falcone getting the scratches that Selena gave him in both the comics and the um, in the movie. Uh, yeah. Sal Maroney, who's the one that tosses the acid on Harvey Dent in um, the traditional um, Batman comics. And then it starts off with the long Halloween, you know, October 31st, mm-hmm. you know, entry into the diary. Can we also the say only that- thing that we missed is, yes, father, I shall become a bat. That's a that's a that's another thing too, like like the the, the entry diary thing. That's another like clear Kurt Cobain reference because I montage of heck. Everyone go watch montage of heck. It's an amazing documentary, just like detailing Kurt Cobain's story. Yeah, I want to watch that documentary. It's so good. It's all, but it's it's very intense and very intimate. You get a very like in depth look at like him and Courtney's life. But like there's like there's bits where like it it plays something in the way. And like it just goes into Kurt's journal and just highlights aspects and things. Much in that very first scene when he's narrating and it shows his journal, that is ripped straight out of montage effect. It is literally the exact same like frame and way it is done. How it highlights like nocturnal creature <coughs> and all, excuse me and all the other words. Like it's it's so just like wow. They really did like say like yeah no like this is like th- like there's a lot of similarities between like Batman and Kurt Cobain and it's very apparent. Um, I like I like I would like to talk about like just the villain general like Riddler because like Paul Dana's performance like I so like I always say this like my main thing about Riddler uh, that I really enjoyed was that like in every other Batman movie you're able to say like no Batman's better than his villain you know like Batman's better than the Joker Joker's a psychopath Batman's better than you know Penguin or like Bane or Poison Ivy you're able to say you're <clears> able to make a clear see through like line of like of like no that's the good that's the bad when they get to Riddler's apartment. And it's all Unabomery and Ted Kaczynski and, and like you see the journals and like the and like the and the tubing and all that. I think I thought to myself, dude, this is just the Batcave but yep. smaller. There's no <laughs> real difference between you two. And it's like shit. Like you you know. The thing that gets me with Riddler is that I, I know that he that he said in the movie like you know, we almost had him when it came to Bruce, but I still, there's still part of me that thinks that he knows that it's Bruce mm. behind that suit. Because mm. it's just like the way that scene played out with like him describing, like, you know, Batman clearly went to Riddler because it seemed like Batman thought that he had figured it out. And then it's just like, you know, Riddler's sitting there and he's talking to him and stuff like that. And the camera pans on the camera inside of Arkham, like pointing right at them and stuff like that. I was, I was clenching that entire scene. Oh my God. <laughs> to me, oh my seemed, God. <laughs> to me, it just seemed like Riddler wanted him to admit that he was Bruce Wayne. And then Batman just turned that like, no, you're psychotic and nobody will ever believe you type of situation. And then that just like foiled his entire plan. Like, I see, I th- I, I'm sorry, go Chris. I think the Riddler doesn't care. It's similar to, like, the Joker in the comics. Like, unless, you know, it, it's not that Bat, the Bruce Wayne is Batman. It's that the Batman is, is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um. And so when it was saying, like, I know who you really are, you know, like, yeah, it, you can easily interpret that as, you know, like, oh, you're Bruce Wayne. Or it could be that, no you're the Batman and the Bruce Wayne is your mask. Like, and I know that. So mm. it doesn't matter that you're Bruce Wayne. Oh, to quote, to quote the Batman Lego movie, Bruce <laughs> Wayne 
lives in Batman's attic? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I literally oh just watched that two nights ago, that movie, and Same. I loved it. Same. <laughs> I loved it, it again. It, it's that the Lego Batman movie and the Batman are neck and neck right now for my favorite Batman movie. I still to this day think that the Lego Batman is the most savage Batman of all of them be, just because of when he tells Joker, like, dude, I don't do relationships. You mean absolutely nothing to me. It just completely <laughs> destroys them. I'm like, that is a savage Batman. <laughs> Uh, um, what's everyone's favorite riddle? Because I have Ooh. mine. Go, you go first. Um, my favorite riddle is um, uh, it's gotta be um, uh, the second one. First off, that was my favorite scene of like that. So that's before we get into the riddles too. That's that's another thing I want to bring up. The most unexpectedly funny scene was when the dude with the collar yes. on his when when like the yes, boss I know what you're gonna say over walks in and he's just on the chair depressed. My our theater fucking erupted into laughter because it was just <laughs> such a fucking funny scene of this. Like, my hi. <laughs> my favorite was when was in that same scene where Batman's like. You know, the answer is bribes. Who'd you take bribes from? And the guy's like, he didn't ask me that. Like, that was the funniest <laughs> goddamn shit. Yeah, but, like, that's actually my favorite. It's like, um, if you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price of your blind eye? It's like, that whole scene is so cool because Dana's performance is so fucking unhinged. Yeah, it's it is. so like, good. What the fuck, dude? I'd have to say that's probably my favorite riddle, too. Gotcha. Just be, and it's not because I don't remember all the other riddles. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I think my favorite is the initial one because it sets the groundwork for the entire, like that opening, like it was, so to prepare for this, because I did so much preparing Malik and Tyler and Chris, you have no idea. I was, I was thinking a lot about um, how my reaction the first time we watched it and how like, it, it certainly was not a distraction by any means, but that initial scene where Batman walks in and he's just walking up to things and staring at them and then walking up to another thing and staring at it and walking up to another thing and staring at it. And I was like, it wasn't a distraction, but I was low-key like, what is he doing? Like, he's just staring at shit. And then when he takes the contact lens out, I loved that. And I was like, oh, I'm so into this type of detective work. It was so, and it made all, made, made all the sense. But then when Gordon takes it out and he was like, what does a liar do when he's dead? And, and just, and I think so that's the first time we hear Batman outside of the monologue, of course, which is ripped straight out of a comic book. Um, it's the first time we hear him speak, I believe. He lies still. And I was like, oh, so I good. am fucking in. Take my money. I am in. Gimme, gimme. This is everything. And he <laughs> sets that, like, that it was such a great moment. And just, like, I was watching um, one of my favorite YouTubers is Cosmonaut Marcus from the Cosmonaut Variety Hour. I love Marcus. He's wonderful. And he talked about how... Bat how little Batman talks in this and how his footsteps could be considered dialogue. Like, it's like the way I, he walks and the way really he, good. it's so good. And I mean, when we, tra when we, tra I mean, I want everyone else to give their input on riddles, but when we transfer over to Pattinson's performance, I just, I have so much to go into. So you guys talk about your favorite riddles, please. Yeah, no, I think it's just Chris. Chris, what's your favorite riddle? Well, uh, so it for for me also because you know lawyer, it, it's the justice <laughs> one. 
I, I, I love, I do love that riddle. Um, but cruel, one thing that poetic, I to say, if you're justice, please do not lie. Yeah. <laughs> the way the he says it. of your blind eye. It's so good. There's a funny TikTok going around, actually, um, of, uh, it, and it got me. Uh, it's uh, when Riddler find out that you gave away free candy to win class president, and it's a dude with like, a black, like, ski mask putting scotch tape on the camera. I, I, like the one of the, I like the one of the guy eating popcorn. He's just like, riddle me this. If quizzes are quizzicals, then what are tests? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um I don't know yeah, if you like guys have been. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been following RadaAlada.com. Um, yep. There's some. I've seen there's updates. some shit going down on that. That's like mm. that's like at ninety percent right now for whatever it's loading. Yeah, th- there are some things I want to I want to talk about that. But before I got to that, uh, when Eggy was talking about how her footstep, his footsteps are dialogues. So my brother is a filmmaker. So we we watched the the movie together, and so the way he he was describing it was, you know the um the darkness is like a character because you never the way it's framed in the shot you never know whether batman's going to step out of it until you hear those bootsteps but you never see you know like the criminals in previous batman movies they're like oh yeah batman is the darkness or whatever but in this one you know they're actually looking to it and they're just like yeah no it's time to go you know, because they, it's the fear used in a palpable way. It's incredible. It's that opening made me like, and what's so funny is that the second time I saw it, I could still feel my heartbeat in my throat. Like when the, the, the scan of spray paint rolls into the darkness and the mm-hmm. guy just looks and he just can't, he doesn't know. And it, I, could feel like I haven't enjoyed a movie this much in a very long time and it's of course because like I'm a Batman shill we're all Batman shills of course of course but like truly that first act no notes from me absolute perfection yeah I, I feel like what you said about the the darkness Chris I feel like that could be said about the bad signal itself too mm-hmm like it's, the it's, fact it's that they supporting. look up, they see the bat signal, and they immediately like know, like, oh my god, this like it, it's almost like a fear, <laughs> you know? They're they're afraid yeah. of just a he light in the sky. Could be there. But um, so. the the uh the Rada the Rada a lot of thing that I was bringing up um that, that people actually like the the coding for it like when the initial load up comes up when you go on the website, people actually like trace that and they found out that they're actually just dates for different uh, comics that came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. And so the last clear. one, the last one that's or one of the yeah, the, the last one that's on there is uh Batman number 258 from October 1974. It says Two-Face two sprung from Arkham. Oh. Yeah. That's so, interesting. So that's interesting because they had now cuz they said that the Gotham PD show we were getting turn into the Arkham spinoff that we're going to get. And for what Matt Reeves says, it's going to be like a horror haunted house style show, but with Arkham. I'm like, shut up and take my HBO Max subscription. Give me. (laughs) And Um, and they talk about, so like after the initial load up comes out and you have the, the final quote unquote cipher from the Riddler and someone actually translated it. 
Oh yeah, I deciphered it. Uh, when I first saw it, I actually you like cheated. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, for the first one, okay. <gasps> no, for the uh, oh, for sorry. the for the actual like cipher that came up, I found a I found a chart of the ones that we already knew from the movie, and I pieced mm-hmm. it all together myself. I was actually really proud of myself on that one. <laughs> Yay, and Tyler! There's only, there's only one letter in the cipher that we don't know. Really? Because I had a couple <laughs> from the chart that I went off. Of. I had the piece. The one that got the one that got me is perhaps because I looked at that and I went E R H A S. What could that possibly be? Like, I just had no clue. There was a space in between the A and the S, and then I then just hit me out of nowhere. I was like, it's perhaps. Oh yes. You got to get your world game on, man. Yeah. Tyler- Tyler literally had us in like the um uh he literally had us like in the car waiting for like us to like leave but he was like no I'm gonna solve this I'm like Tyler he's literally about to probably like phone bomb you or something stop the riddle <laughs> <laughs> leaving yeah, go ahead there's only one letter missing which letter J oh, oh. <laughs> nice oh that's really good um. I think, uh, yeah, like, I guess we can go to Robert Pattinson's performance. Um, Before we do that, I will say one thing about the overall movie. Um, Going into the Batman being a huge Moon Knight fan, um, that, it it scared me coming out of that. Because, like, with the the hype of the Batman and how good, like, obviously the hype well-deserved because that movie was fantastic. Like, I'm I'm scared, part of me is scared that Moon Knight's not gonna, you know, just not gonna hit with people as much as I'd like it to just because like with everything coming out between it with Batman coming out and with Obi-Wan coming out, I just feel like it's going to be, it's going to be like kind of overshadowed, you know? And I don't want it to be that way. Cause I love Moon Knight. <laughs> I think Moonlight Moon Knight will do wonderfully well. I'm very excited to I'm see I'm very that. confident it's going to be a good show and it's definitely going to oh. be one that I'm going to be overhyped about, Tyler, but like it, it, it literally hit like like up to, uh, on par of like the Snyder cut, like YouTube wise, it's gonna be fine. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't seen good. I haven't seen everybody's reactions and stuff like that. So that's just that's kind of like that was just my thinking going out of the theater. Like just kind of like, man, I'm, I'm I'm really hoping that this hits. <laughs> like I gotcha. Um, but yeah, I think if we move on to Robert Pattinson's performance, um, it's about time Bruce Wayne looked as mentally ill as the villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, damn time. Yeah, yeah he, I it. have so many thoughts. I, okay. So, as I love Batman, and I've been a Batman fan my entire life, but I have never, I never thought that Batman was attractive. Like, and, and I mean that seriously, <laughs> but I mean it seriously. Like, Batman was always kind of like this dad figure to me, like a big brother type. Like, I always was like into Nightwing and Jason Todd. Like, that was, those were always my, my boys. But um, but I never thirsted after Batman. I never thought he was like all that attractive. He really always, to me, played like a, a male fantasy for like kind of like a male sort of identity, which is fine. I totally understand the appeal of that for gentlemen. I totally get that that like fantasy element. But I never found him particularly attractive. And this movie. And the thing about Robert Pattinson is that I I have a draft ready to go on TikTok, which is me just thirsting over him for three minutes. <laughs> like I'm like, oh look, God. like the realest bitches have been thirsting over our Pat since 2008. I'll say it, I'll say it, okay. <laughs> but watching I'm his, saying, perf- I, was, I was Team Edward. <laughs> Hell yeah, Team Edward. <laughs> Fuck Jacob. Jacob was mean. I was like, you're mean <laughs> to her. Anyway, 
Taylor Lauder's lovely. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, but watching this film, it, but I've also like, well, I've always had a crush, I, I always liked Art Pats. I, I always had a crush on him, but I've always been a fan of his acting and I've been watching his career for many, many years. I've, I've seen most of his films and I just, he always had, he was, he was put on this earth to, to, to perform as brooding men, which is really funny to me because he's just <laughs> not that in real life. He's like a psychopath and adorable and hilarious. Someone was like, Art Pats, Robert Pattinson is like, if you if you just let your intrusive thoughts talk and i'm like yeah but in a wholesome way like he's just lovely and he seems like a wonderful person and he literally said that if his movie if his batman flopped yep. he would go into porn <laughs> like, he's like, I'll do porn i don't care <laughs> like it's i'm like i love you sir and and seeing his performance as as bruce wayne i know a lot of people were talking about it, and i'm very familiar with the concept of like Bruce Wayne and, and Batman are different characters. You, I mean, not in the Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader way, of course, Like, but it's that you're playing different people for each. When the actor plays um, Bruce Wayne and Batman, they're doing different things. Absolutely. And some people were, were like, you know, oh, but there's no difference here. And I'm like, yeah, but that's intentional. Like, we barely ever see him as Bruce Wayne. And the only time we see him as Bruce Wayne is when really when he's going to this memorial service and the only reason he's going to it is because he's doing reconnaissance so he's Even, using his yeah. yeah his bruce wayne identity as an in to this case and it's also has everything to do with the fact that like this bruce wayne like he hates himself he hates himself so much that he's created an entire vigilante identity to bury this self-hatred and live primarily as this Batman character he's made up in his head, it's very telling that we barely see him as Bruce Wayne. And when we do, he looks visibly uncomfortable and just not All here. All the time. All the time. And he <laughs> like doesn't know it, what to do. And his... it, it just, to me, was just an impeccable performance. And we'll, we'll get into kind of the way that Matt Reeves directs the romantic scenes in, in a little bit. I, I have a whole thing about the romance of this film and how he shoots these characters. But yeah, I was just absolutely enamored with his performance. I thought that I, I've, I've never, I, like, he's so hot. God damn it. Why? <laughs> like, no, I can't do it. And I, and you know, and also people make fun of the eyeliner, but fucking respect to the eyeliner because when we watch Burton's Batman Returns, there's a really funny cut. You know, you'll notice it next time you watch it. But like at the end of Batman Returns, there's a cut where he has the mask on, where Michael Keaton has the mask on, and he clearly has the eyeliner on. It cuts to Selena, Michelle Pfeiffer. She says something to him, and it cuts back to him, and he doesn't have the eyeliner on anymore, and then he <laughs> takes the mask off because they don't want to show him with the eyeliner on. And I'm like, Matt Reeves is like, no. He has the eyeliner on, motherfuckers. Deal with it. And I have yeah. so much respect for that. It's the um actually there was um there it's it's the it's the it's the in the baggy clothes like flinching away from the sunlight and eating berries as <laughs> a fucking gremlin for me. He puts when he puts the sunglasses on, I laughed out loud. So I was good. just like, oh, like a bat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's it's you're a crazy man, Bruce Wayne. He's a menace it's, to society. I love him. <laughs> I, I I oh I I want more. Um, what about what what about what about you, Chris? What you, what you got to say about Pattinson's performance? So I remember when it was first announced. I think I was like watching TV or playing video games, 
my brother shouts from across the house and he's telling me and I just yell back. I'm like, I'm going to give him a chance. <laughs> this this is why like, we're friends, because <laughs> you are a man of faith and I love you. <laughs> I was just like, I, I was like, you know, you know, they haven't struck out yet. And every Batman cast has been met with hate. I'm going to give him a chance. <laughs> and I'm glad I gave him a chance because I, I need to see it again. And I'm seeing it again this weekend. Nice. But if it holds up, he will be my favorite Batman besides Kevin Conroy. <gasps> Love it. Good choice. I, I had made this put also someone made So I had made this take and uh, I told Chaka by one night and Chaka was like, you have to make a video about that take. I'm like, I will. And, um, I, I had said that like Pattinson maybe my fa- is my favorite live action Batman because everyone anyone who watches Justice League knows of the iconic like Ace moment with Batman where like yes. Batman sits with Ace. He is the only live action Batman who I can actually see doing that. And mm. someone tweeted that and got way more like reactions <laughs> than I did. Oh, it takes like I'm like fuck, but still like yeah like. I look at, like, how Robert Pattinson's Batman is, like, yeah, no, like, the ending with him, like, realizing, like, oh, what, like, again, the inverse of Kurt Cobain, where, like, he realizes, oh, wow, I have had an effect on this place, and I need to, like, um, I need to do my part to, like, to, like, make it better. Him leading them, him saying, I'm a nocturnal creature. I saw a tweet about this, the name of the parallel. It starts off with him saying, I am a nocturnal creature, and it ends with him shining the light and leading people out of the dark. I'm like, oh. Yep. Yeah. That's God, so yep. cool. I love it. That, like, it's, it, it ends <clears> on a hopeful note. You're like, oh, shit. Like, Batman's an actual fucking hero, dude. Like, holy hell. Like, the moment where he just gives the girl the comfort that she can, like, just holds her hand and, like, gives her the strength to go face this, like, scary event. Like, also, like. Dude. Rip, dude. She, rip, she was, like, she was, like stay with me and i was like bitch same like <laughs> bitch same like no joking it was it's a beautiful way, moment it's the way that riddler kind of won in the end too it's like oh yeah no, Gotham's totally flooded yeah like it's fucked and then like oh my and then the, and it just ends on just like this like it's it, it the city's scarred and damaged but like it's like i it's it's very much like what i like like my 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 other like core batman moment that i think is like the definitive this is what Batman should be moment is actually in the Arkham City game uh, when it's revealed, spoilers for a very old game, but it's revealed that uh, Ra's al Ghul is like about to just exterminate the entire prison, just kill all the criminals inside. And Batman, who is literally on oh, did death door. you just spoil door- Arkham City for me? Uh, no, you said oh, Ra's al Ghul, never mind. Wait. Yeah. Uh, oh, damn it. <laughs> shit, I forgot you haven't played it yet. Well, oh well. Um, damn it. I figured that's what Protocol 10 was anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, like he's on his knees, literally about to die. And like the Rachel Ghoul goes, like, this is a good day. This, this is good. We're killing a lot of criminals. And Batman just goes, good? People are dying. Like that's like the ultimate just like Batman moment, you know, like getting like the shit kicked out of you by like the dark but also like saying that it's not oh like God. i'm not gonna let it like change me like it's 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 really I good for, i forgot about that i forgot about that scene in arkham city you're so right it is that feeling of like there's something about and i cried both times i saw it because the thing about batman is like god like it's that feel like so like we get to the end right and he and Selena's like, it's okay. Everything is okay now. And he's like, oh, thank God. And then, <laughs> and then she gets grabbed. And then he, 
he pushes that adrenaline into a system or whatever that was. And Which, yeah, both it, me and Chris thought that was Venom. Oh, I interesting. Thought it was adrenaline. Adrenaline I I just pure. assumed same it was adrenaline I was like right. and it's the most expressive we see Pattinson's face like he's in pure pain and he's like Gah! and he gets up and he like beats the shit out of that guy and then but it is that feeling of like I counted how many times we see Batman smile in the film and it's like this handful of times and like you know the guy's like I am vengeance and Batman's like, God damn it. Shit. <laughs> like this is the opposite of what I wanted. And he jumps in the water and it's like this whole baptism thing. And he washes himself oh, of his so sins. Good. And it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. And then, but it's like, he sits up and he stands up in the water and it's like, look, here's the thing. If he, if Batman stood up after beating up like 50 dudes saving the freaking saving gotham cutting the saving selena getting shot point blank with a shotgun getting up saving the love of his life <laughs> cutting the electrical line falling into the water saving more people if he stood up and went i'm done and went home no one would blame him yeah. but he stands up and he sees people trapped and he keeps going and i just started crying both times because that to me is that definitive batman element of like he won't stop like no. he's like no i have to help like it doesn't matter if if every person is safe if one person needs me i'm going to help them and he like malik said at when he realizes that his actions have inadvertently shrouded the people of gotham in darkness he lights that light and he leads them out into the light and it's just so beautiful and i just I'm weeping every time and I can't handle it. The thing is with, with like, the thing is with that movie is that it's a learning experience for Batman as well. Like I thought like mm -hmm. the fact that he like, you know, he fought crime for like, he obviously to like protect two years, the I think. Yeah, yeah. He fought crime for two years, obviously yes. to protect the city, but I think he did it more for his parents when he, re and by the end of the movie, he realizes like, no, I need to do more than just fight crime to help this city. Like, you know, there's other things that I could be doing to help out, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Well, it's Pattinson talked about, I mean, because this is, this is a testament to Robert Pattinson because he talked about in an interview how the reason that in the beginning of the film, we see Batman going after all these kind of street level, you know, hooligans, you know, scumbags, whatever, is because he's subconsciously trying to course correct. He thinks that if he stops this scumbag in this alley, he's gonna go home and his mother and father are going to be there. He's yeah. going to save his parents. Yeah. And, and then after he says this incredibly profound thing, he tells a story about how he watched a video where a bat sucked blood out of a chicken by flapping around until it fell asleep and then sucking blood out its butt. And I'm like, I love you, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Absolutely iconic. But like it it is that incredible, like he he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get these these guys because mom and dad'll be home if I beat up enough bad guys. And it's just it's so understand. It's like, and it's like, and I, I love Batman, but I'm also incredibly self-aware. I'm like, you're a crazy person. Yes. <laughs> you are just beating up poor people, you idiot. But like <laughs> in the context of this film, 
it is so understandable like you can, I can see the blueprint I can see that he's just an incredible he's a young man in incredible pain and he's just trying and he doesn't know why and he doesn't know how but he it's his actions are so selfish you know and then by the end of the film he realizes that and he's like I can't be vengeance because vengeance doesn't help heal anyone I have to be something more for these people and I have to you know it, it's such a testament that in the beginning of the film the man he saves is terrified of him and at the end of the film the woman he saves doesn't want him to leave and it is just it is yeah. it is so beautiful and just this movie is a testament to everything I love about this character and it might it is tied with the Lego Batman movie as my favorite <laughs> Batman movie truly like because it's just that good. Well yeah, the Lego want... Batman had a very mm. good very good story to that too as well with the whole like fear of loss and everything like that like mm -hmm. just I like his whole fear of loss is what completely drives him to do what he does in that movie and then realizes like you know I don't have to live in this fear anymore, you know. Uh I want to I want to bring up something uh, a little out, uh, in the realm of real life for Chris. Um did you hear at uh, for his Batman after party Robert Pattinson went to Pete Davidson's mm. bar and played Kanye West music. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> Cuz he's just I was like are that you troll. I was uh, I was making fun. You know Kanye has that one scene of the Suicide Squad on repeat. <laughs> mhm. Mm yeah. <laughs> While we were talking about the Batman uh, a trailer, like, I've said this several times in the podcast. I keep the TV on in the background, but I mute it just so that something's playing in my room. I'm weird like that. But um, I just saw a trailer for the Batman uh, like play, like the commercial spot. And underneath the only in theaters was a cipher from uh, Riddler. So I had Jesus to quickly Christ. I had to quickly translate <laughs> it real quick. And he said it says uh, you are El Rada Alada. And I'm like, oh what are you trying to tell me here? <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think. So, um, so I think like I think I think we should get ready to wrap up soon. We've been going for a while, but again, oh. like someone like some two amazing people. Uh, I where's I so I want to climax like the big like <laughs> ending is gonna be Eggy go talking about the romance because that's gotta be how we wrap that up. But uh, <laughs> we should probably talk about Barry Keown as fucking Joker. <laughs> Wait, I do. I do oh want to add. I do want to oh, add sorry. something beforehand. Good, Chris. I was okay, about to say I want I want Chris to to input quick. I know as much as he wants. Please go, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, so, so when Eggy was talking about how he he fell into the water, you know, and he was you know washed ever since he was baptized, right? Okay, so the Riddler sings Ave Maria, and that sort of you know like the Hail Mary, you know, it's sort of you know the the Christian, the Catholicism, the symbolism of it. Uh, so for two things about that, so one the version uh so ave maria is, is by schubert and so when they play it like if you listen to the the melody of it it's not the traditional one because it's supposed to rise to a major third on the fourth note of of the phrase but instead for the riddlers it goes to a minor third so it's like this like this twisted version of it and it makes you feel kind of uneasy and the the reason why you know it's like riddler has his twisted plan of trying to baptize and clean gotham of its sins and so oh my god when you combine the the song you combine that's that that's his plan and when you have the parallels between batman and riddler 
yes, Riddler tried to wash Gotham clean of its sins, but it ended up baptizing Batman and becoming, instead of becoming the, the vigilante of vengeance, he's becoming the hero that Gotham needs him to be. Oh, I love that, Chris. Oh, my God. This is why I, lo- I, I was so excited having you guys on the podcast, because, like, I feel like... I feel like when I go to review things, it's just kind of like a, yeah, it was a good movie. I really liked this part. This was really cool. And then you guys just get so in-depth with it, and I just love hearing it. <laughs> so good. Um, Chris but, uh, is like, it's it's truly incredible because Chris and I, I am convinced, are like our own little dyad because we <laughs> we love Roni Kenshin and we love Batman. And I didn't, Chris, I didn't know that you loved Batman. Like, I mean, I knew, like, I mean, you know, Batman is incredible. Everyone loves Batman. But like when you were like, oh, he's my, when, earlier, like in this very episode when you were like, oh my God, he's my favorite. I was like a man of taste, like always. <laughs> I'm trying to think what what was I uh, uh but uh yeah no I guess we can move on to uh, this Barry Keown is Joker um I mm-hmm. wish they let him keep the Irish accent I would have loved an Irish Joker that would have been really cool ooh like an IRA Joker yeah 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 mm-hmm. but like the line too so the, so like I so I think Matt Reese said like in a um in an interview that like his Joker he wanted to go back to the roots of what inspired Joker aka the man who laughs so he had so mm-hmm. I think like his he said like his Joker had like a disease that is like forcing his face to constrict into the smile and so you know like the chemical vat which i i i'm conflicted because like i i am a huge chemical vat fan i love the chemical vat because i think it's iconic but like i do really like that he's trying to take joker back to like his roots of what inspired him mm-hmm. i i just don't want him to be painted <laughs> yeah I, they, I feel like they need to do something slightly different because you know like ledger was the scars and painted uh, Nicholson was the vat of acid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ledger, uh, I mean, Leto was Leto. also vat of acid, but his smile but he had the wasn't tattoos. permanent. Yeah, yeah. So with uh, um, with Barry, we just need to do something slightly different. Like, yes, he has sort of the he has the disfigurement, which causes him to smile at all times. But if they're gonna go with white hair, uh, white face, green hair, they need to do something mm. different. I also, like, there's the one line, too, Gotham loves a comeback, so that, like, leads me to believe that he has already done something to be here. So so that was confirmed. So there was actually a a deleted scene. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about this. Batman interrogating or sort of interviewing this proto-Joker to try and find out, okay, he's a madman. This Riddler character is also a madman. How am I going to like rationalize what this madman is doing. Let me go interview oh. another madman that I've like a Science of the Lambs with. type thing. Yeah. Mm. The fact that you said proto Joker just made me think of this uh I saw a TikTok earlier today that somebody tried to piece together that like, you know, Matt Reeves is the Batman is in the uh in the like, you know, the Joker from a couple years ago. Like they're in the same universe. And he was trying to say that like with with this Joker being like considered the proto Joker by Matt Reeves, it's like you know he took inspiration from the Joker, like you know uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't think that's I don't think that's a thing at all. Yeah, I think <laughs> that, I think that's a stretch. I think so too. Yeah, it's definitely a. I will say that if you asked me a year ago who my favorite Batman villain was, I'd say the Joker. At this point, I am very burnt out on the character. 
And it was really the as, as happy as I am to see what's the actor's name? I believe it's Barry Keown. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as happy as I am to see him, he's very talented. I was just like, no, I don't need any setup for the next movie. Like, I just, I just want this to kind of exist in its own space. But it was so quickly, it was so quick as as a scene that I was very, very, I, I was fine with it. And well, it's the yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, but I was here saying I don't think this is the sequel. I think this is the Arkham spinoff. Mm, good yeah. point. I want the next villain to be like. Like a Mr. Freeze or like, you know, yes. do Scarecrow some justice or something like that. He's my favorite villain, my favorite Batman villain. But like, um, yeah, I made the joke to Malik. I was like, the next movie should have Kite Man, Calendar Man, and, <laughs> and Condiment, Condiment King. King. <laughs> Condiment King! So I love the, the villain King. I want, like I, I do want a, a Mr. Freeze one because Batman the Animated Series made Mr. Freeze such yes. a... Oh my god! As a kid, I was, as a kid I had a VHS copy of Heart uh, of Ice. Not Heart yeah. of Ice. I had Batman Sub Zero. Um, That's a great movie, two. and yes. it's super yeah. underrated. Yeah, I watched Barbara that Gordon? so much as a kid. <laughs> Which one of you was Barbara Gordon? <laughs> Almost sounded but like I, a Kennedy. <laughs> but I want Hush. Yes, that would be cool. In this same vein of like, it's a it's a detective story, and you already lay the groundwork with saying like Edward Elliot was possibly murdered by the Waynes, which is why you know uh, Thomas Elliot would want revenge on Bruce, and you can slowly weave in all the other ones. You like because Catwoman Catwoman is a big player in Hush, and so is her relationship with Batman. you know, bring out Poison Ivy. You can even bring out the Joker. Um, I don't see them going the route like Thomas Elliot and Bruce Wayne were childhood friends because it doesn't look like this Bruce ever had friends. Um, yeah. <laughs> so maybe it'll it'll just be, you know, like you bring in like Thomas Elliot as this like philanthropist doctor or whatever, and then maybe him and Bruce become friends in like the gap between this. So then when you do have, you know, the Joker quote unquote murder oh. you know beating the Joker and like on the verge of killing him and Gordon's gotta be like this isn't you and I can just hear you know Jeffrey Ray like this isn't you man you gotta get it together <laughs> uh, fun fact yeah. uh, I said this on the podcast before but I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell Chris and Eggie this one um, when I was young like when I was a child uh my mom, my mom had me believe in a, in a couple different things. There was Santa Claus, there was the Easter Bunny, there was the Tooth Fairy, and my personal favorite, which made absolutely no sense why I believed it at all. But when I used to, because my mom and my dad have been separated for like since I was like two, and I used to go to my dad's for the weekend, and my mom would get me a box of uh, freeze pops like when I came home, and she told me that Mister Freeze would leave them. <laughs> so, oh my like, god i legitimately believe that mr freeze would give me freeze pops i always questioned why a villain would do something kind for me like that but like i didn't care because i had freeze pops <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> i love that it's like i must save my dying wife and bring this boy freeze pops. yes <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I I think it's time we let let Eggie go off on the romance. Oh my god! Okay. Unleash the chains! Oh my god! Listen. So so anyway, in... anything, anything else to add, Chris? Before we yes, please go, go Chris. If this, you have anything else is, to add, she, this is about to be the Eggie show. Uh, there there was some, there's some comic where 
Batman, and I, I've been trying to find it, and I can't think of, like, when the run... I know the run was, like, in, in the 2010s, and I but I can't remember the arc, where Batman decides to fight a villain, and he's like, no, we're not going to do this at night. We're going to do this in the light of day. And it's, like, all the citizens of Gotham watching and cheering on Batman as, as he's fighting this villain in, like, I don't know, few hours after sunrise. And I'm like, that's what that moment at the end of the film made me think. Like, okay, a lot of the films have focused on Batman as, you know, a vigilante. They show some things of him being the detective, him being in a, like a kind of, you know, in the Justice League and a, an Avenger of, of, you know, an a, a, agent of vengeance. This one, I feel like, encapsulated all of that the best and showed him as a hero more to the city versus just like, okay, let me solve this city's problems with this wild villain and then sink off into the night. Yes. Absolutely. Completely. And that's like, that's kind of like what a lot of people really enjoyed, like to, the, like just to kind of play off of that. That's what a lot of people really enjoyed about the, like the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies is that New York played a big part in their story. And it's just like, I, I think that, I think that's a, <laughs> what? <laughs> I forgot about that. You mess with one of us. You mess with all of us. It's like the goblin. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, God. I think I think that was I thought I thought that was actually really great uh, with the, with the Batman, like you know the the whole city aspect of it and stuff like that. Oh, also I, that was Gotham. That wasn't Chicago. That was oh Gotham yeah, right there. absolutely. One hundred. There were a couple. There were a couple. They had a Chicago unit do some atmospheric shots, but they shot most of it in London. And any time that Batman was in Chicago, I was like, "Yep, there it is." I know that bridge. <laughs> I know that bridge. I know that shot. Like it was, um, it was cute. Pattinson talked about it in an interview. He was like, well, I've lived in London for most of my life and we shot most of it here. So it was really, he was like, it was nice to kind of like be able to shoot and go home. Um, and yeah, so you can definitely tell, I mean, I mean, it, everything is Gotham. Cosmonaut Marcus talked about how it was so funny. He talked about how this was the first movie, the first Batman movie he saw where it was like, you know, the joke that people make so often is like, well, if, if Bruce Wayne really wanted to help Gotham, he'd donate all his money. And he's like, this is the first Gotham I've seen where I'm like, where he was like, yeah, no, this needs Batman. This is a mess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, rent, the rent is probably cheap as fuck. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I believe, I believe that's it. Uh, mm. Eggie, do, you, yes. do your thing. <sighs> Okay, so here's the thing. So what's interesting about this film to me is that the amount of, and, and I, I of course refer to, would, would generally refer to this as just like people who are male attracted, the, the response to this film and the response to Pattinson as Batman. Um, but I have seen a, a specific a specific focus kind of on the female, male attracted kind of people, sort of like the way they react to this film. I have had a couple of conversations with our Lord and Savior, Camilla, who is an mm. icon and who is everything. And that is a Bariqua Wookiee for, yes. uh, for our audience at home. <laughs> Everybody, please follow her. Um, and she was talking to me about how she's like, I was never really that big of a Batman fan. I didn't really care much for the character, but this movie has changed everything. And I was like, girl... I have been a Batman fan my entire life and this movie has changed everything. <laughs> and, um, 
but just and Brooke is the same way. I, I I'm not familiar with Brooks with Brooke or B Dazzler, I should say, is um history with the character, but she was talking about looking for comic recommendations and such. And so I'm assuming she's a she's a relative new fan, um, or just looking to expand her knowledge on the character or her, her experience with the character. See, it's it's funny that she's actually a huge Daredevil fan. So like mm. it's not I'm not surprised that like she took such a liking to Batman. Mm, yeah, for sure. It, yeah, I can totally see that. Like she was looking for you know comic recommendations and such, and it made me think about kind of the female response to this film and how there are so many women that like came out of this theater just completely enamored. And of course, a factor of that is Pattinson. Is certainly the <laughs> fact that Robert Pattinson is has been a a heartthrob, I suppose, if you will, <laughs> kind of describe to describe his sort of his career and such. But in, in he only really had the Edward Cullen role in Twilight, and then after that, he kind of just did indie movies for many for a full decade until he was like, indie movies don't pay that much. I'll be Batman. I'm like fair, and he kind of transitioned into this role, and. I just am fascinated by that because as someone, as a, as a woman who has been steeped in Batman mythology and the Batman fandom her entire life, it is interesting kind of looking at previous Batmans and seeing how the reaction to them was not this. It wasn't this incredibly strong female reaction. Now, Val Kilmer and George Clooney and Michael Keaton are in their own right in their heyday, complete heartthrobs, of course, of course. Um, and, and, I, and I don't feel comfortable passing kind of judgment on the female reaction to their performances because I was a kid when those movies came out. I mean, my God, in 1989, I was two days old, for Christ's sake. <laughs> so I, don't, I, I won't pass judgment on the female reaction there. But looking at Christian Bale and um, Ben Affleck's performances, I love those performances and I love them. I, I find something to love in every Batman performance. But... There was, I can say in full confidence, that there was not the same female reaction to Bale or Affleck as there was to Pattinson. And it's no, it's no shade on Affleck or Bale. They're very, they're very attractive men. They're very, very, um, uh, you know, masculine and very attractive and handsome. But the key here is that although Pattinson is, is, has history of being a heartthrob, I think the main focus and the main yeah, the main the main kind of variable here is Reeves's direction on this film and the way that he shoots Pattinson and Kravitz together and the way that he frames their interactions and their relationships. Full disclosure, I have never been a big bat cat chipper. I never really Blasphemy. I am sorry. I've never Don't really blasphemed in here. <laughs> Don't you blaspheme in here. <laughs> I've never, but I've never, I mean, they're fine, you know, but I've never really gravitated to their relationship because there was always something like strictly like very heterosexual <laughs> about their relationship and the way it was written. I'm not a big fan of Catwoman in the comics. Um, Christ, we need a woman writing her. You know, she's just very much so like, I still a diamond and I'm horny. I'm like, okay, um, <laughs> cool, I guess. Um, but they were, but they were fine. You know, they, they were fine. And of course, um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Keaton are iconic. But their their chemistry on screen was just like kind of two bizarre weirdos having sexual tension. It wasn't really a romance <laughs> to me. Um, but seeing Kravitz and Pattinson on screen together, the scene that comes to mind for me is the scene where he's like a fuckboy for five minutes and it's, and it's hilarious. 
because he's like, well, what did you like, you know, how, what's your relationship with Falcone? Like, what did you do for that money? And she's like, it's really none of your business. And he's like, well, yeah, it is because. Bleh. And she's like, no. And it he's is like, because I'm Batman. And you got to ba- tell me. <laughs> Truly. And she's like, he's my father. And there is this moment where, of course, everyone goes, oh, you know, gasps. And there's this moment, though, where I was like, okay, and then we're going to move on to the next point. But then Pattinson's Batman turns to her and he says, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for the way I reacted. I'm so sorry for these assumptions I made. And I was like, oh, my God, this man apologized. Holy shit. <laughs> like, he actually apologized to her. And then she approaches him and she puts her hand on his face and the the matt reeves's direction for these characters reminds me very much of ryan johnson the way that he goes to these close-ups of these characters faces and he just lets them react he lets them act it truly he lets them kind of just be in the frame and act in the frame and she puts her hand on his face and his eyes close and he looks down and then he looks back up at her and his body language with selena and her body language with him was just it was the first time I'd ever seen a live action Batman film where I was invested in the romance of these characters. And by the end, me, someone who never really was all that into Batcat, I'm crying because I'm going, no, you have to f- go with her. Like you love her. And I'm crying and I'm losing my mind. It's a testament to Reeves's talent as a director and to their chemistry and to the fact that like, just Matt Reeves could do a romantic drama, truly. He knows how to direct two people together romantically. And also, not I just have to just to wrap up with this. The the scene during their first confrontation where the security card go, comes in and he grabs her and they go behind the wall and they oh wait god. for this oh my god. And they wait for the security guard to leave. Matt Reeves lets the camera sit on them. He lets the camera sit on these two characters and slowly their breathing becomes rhythmic with each other. They they start breathing in time with each other and she looks back at him and he looks at her and it is so hot <laughs> and it is so sexy. And then the guy leaves and then they're just like, they pull apart and he's like, well, whatever. And she's like, well, whatever. And I'm like, I'm open, I'm mouth agape in the theater. I'm like, oh my God, like that was so hot. And it was, just a testament to, and it's interesting because Matt Reeves has never really done that before. He's, I mean, the his Planet of the Apes movies are fantastic. Cloverfield, Cloverfield is wonderful. But I was truly shocked at his ability to direct sexual tension and romantic sort of, you know, relationships. It was, it was wonderful to see that. I was so pleased with the romantic direction. And it's, I mean, seeing how women are, are reacting to this film is incredible. And also just to quickly, my last point, is that I so appreciate that there are so many men that like are engaging with this film and loving this movie and also acknowledging its sort of female appeal because we're I'm just so used to media made for women being so dismissed and being so thrown away and to see men acknowledge the romantic chemistry and acknowledge the tension and how wonderfully sexy it is and how it appeals to women and also loving Pattinson and loving Kravitz and their roles truly like I was like crying about this the other day it made me so happy I was just it feels good to feel so good to have men acknowledge the appeal and support the appeal and all and just be with women in this and it's 
and not write off Pattinson as being like, oh, he's, he's emo, fuck him, whatever. Like it. Yeah, they it certainly feels... did that with Twilight. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Twilight. To be fair, I mean, it's very <laughs> cheesy, but like it, it truly like from the bottom of my heart, like I so appreciate that, like truly from all of you guys. So thank you so much, and I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> when you were talking about uh, when you were talking about how Matt Reeves just like puts the camera on their face and just lets mm-hmm. the, lets them do their thing, I was gonna say it's definitely better than the way Michael Bay handles it, where like Megan Fox <laughs> yeah. and Shia LaBeouf are holding onto each other and the camera's just spinning around them like twenty times. <laughs> oh God, dizzy. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> It's so like weird. It's like no. I hated that. I'm like, dude, you can stop running around with a camera. I'm like, that poor cameraman's probably exhausted. <laughs> so one scene, I'm actually, I would, I'm very fascinated after all that to hear your opinion on Eggy is the first scene where he just watches her while she changes. Yes. Like- very interesting. Like he definitely is. There, there is an engagement with because because it, it, at this at the end of the day what we're watching it's like i definitely think that matt reeves is still engaging with kind of the male gaze a little bit there is male gaze may gaze here and and that's okay may like gaze. i don't think the may gaze <laughs> i don't think the male gaze is inherently a bad thing it's it's perfectly fine i totally understand the appeal of of appealing to a male audience i think it's like it, it is definitely yes it's it's very sexy he's watching her kind of undress but there it's not as explicit as i was expecting and it's like we don't see like her breasts we don't see her ass if like if they showed her butt i'd be like okay guys really (laughs) but it really is kind of more so kind of because he's watching through these binoculars and everything is so rainy and he's looking through the window at her there is a definite voyeurism to it but it is also i think more so to kind of showcase his his kind of immediate and kind of his enamor his infatuation yeah his infatuation perfect tyler his infatuation with her and his magnetic draw to her and um i mean he's being a creep of course (laughs) it's like there are other ways to go about it but yeah but it's not as explicit as i was as i was expecting and i was pleased with that and um and it certainly is like film is a visual language. And so that's the perfect way to show his immediate attraction to her, his immediate connection. And, and, and it also shows kind of the way he's in complete control of himself the entire time, because then he goes into the apartment and is like, you know, oh, you got a lot of cats. And she's like, I got a thing about strays. And he's like, I have to go lay down. <laughs> Just, and um, it was cute. My best friend was really funny. She thought, that when he does the glider thing and then he falls and cra- it's hilarious and he crashes and burns. Oh my God. She thought that he was going to go to Selena's place and kind of get patched up and it was going to be all sexy. And I was like, God damn it. I wish we had that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there is, yeah, for sure. I, I'm happy you brought that up. Cause it is a very, um, he's being, he's being a bit of a fuck boy, but I mean, I mean, if I had those binoculars, I mean, <laughs> I think you said it earlier in the podcast when she's like, I have a thing for strays. You were you said you were shocked that they just immediately didn't start that, fucking after that. That was like, Chaco. Oh, was that it was Chaco? Chaco, yeah. <laughs> but he's right. Yeah. Chaco, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Chaco, <laughs> iconic. I'm telling you. But uh Yeah, uh, Chris, uh, any 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 final words you want to add on to this? Uh so one thing about the the bad and the cat. I was not a bad and the cat shipper until uh uh, Batman Hush, because before mm-hmm. you know, I grew up on Justice League, so I, w- I was a Batman Wonder Woman shipper, and I Hell still yeah. am. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. But I- I'm also a Batman the Cat shipper. I'm just like let let you know, you know, uh, 
let let Bruce have to deal with someone that's going to boss him around. Um, <laughs> and I think there were a lot of parallels between uh, some of the shots of Batman and Catwoman in this film and in that comic. Um, the The one thing that I think we got close to but didn't get full of, there's this moment when they're both on a train and they kiss. And I think the closest we get to it is when they're on the, um, at Batman's favorite hangout spot with his boy Gordon. <laughs> and, and they kiss. And the only thing is, because it's focused more on like the upper shoulder and faces, you don't get in the background. What would probably would happen is the, you know, the cape flowing and sort of like flowing over both of them. Um, but one thing that I'm glad they didn't do that they easily could have with um in the Carmine Falcone scene is you know like she gets hurt and like he stops to tend to her and she says if you ever choose rescuing me over getting the bad guy I'll claw your eyes out myself <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> It's like, um, good, let, you know, like, yes, he's the hero and he has to save, but like, you know, don't, don't overly make her the damsel mm -hmm. in distress. Well, and God. she saves him, you know, mm -hmm. like she saves him. He, she pulls him up when he's, he's hit in the chest with a shotgun and then he saves her. That's one of my favorite, like, I have nothing against a man, like a, like a man saving his girl. Like, I, I love that. I think it's romantic. I think it's beautiful. It's sweeping and romantic. But I love the tit, I love the, the, the tit for tat is my favorite. It's when, you know, he saves her, she saves him. I love that balance and that kind of, equal, that, that just balance of power and sort of influence over each other's lives. And when, I mean, Chris, you're so right. I mean, when, it, it, I think that scene you're talking about the, the replacement for it, which is so much better, is when she has the gun and she's going to kill her father. And she's like, no, he has to pay. And he says, you, and, he, and he's grabbing her and he's like, no, you don't have to pay with him. You've paid enough. And that, yeah. I didn't catch that. Gun too. Yeah, he's like, and I didn't catch that until my second viewing when he says, you've paid enough. I just immediately like put my head in my hands and I was like, no, I can't do it. Like stopping life goals. Like I can't do it. Like it was so, the way that Matt Reeves kind of pushes, puts the romance in spaces you don't expect. And that's that beautiful relationship between the two of them is so point, you know, poignant and perfectly expressed by you chris it was it was it was perfect yes that's scene and, and just like you the you the way you just said that made made recon recontextualize that scene in my head because you know we talked about earlier how it was the riddler's guy saying i'm vengeance that uh you know it was like okay maybe i need to do things different i think that was the final nail in the coffin i think what put that nail in the, like on the coffin was him trying to stop Selena from catching her vengeance from her childhood trauma mm -hmm. that has set her on this life path. And it's his childhood trauma that set him on this life path. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. It's that connection of childhood trauma. I didn't even put that together. That's perfect. The thing that shocked me watching the movie was when like Chris, how you brought up like how Batman brings her to like, you know, Henry Gordon's favorite hangout spot. I was like, wow, I really didn't think he would do that. But that's really like, I, I think it really shows him like, le like he he's letting her into his life kind of 
in a sense, mm-hmm. I guess, would be the mm-hmm. best way to put it. But like, um, but yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I think definitely like with the uh, the point where Batman kind of learns that like you know he can't be vengeance would definitely be the scene with with Selina there uh, about the killer father. A lot to unpack. <laughs> that was that was that was yeah. a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, I, I am, am I good to wrap up? <laughs> I'm done. Thank you. I'm like I'm like I'm like no, Daniel Day Lewis and uh, I'm like Daniel Day Lewis and there will be blood. I'm like I'm finished. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> thank, thank you both because like honestly, like coming out of that movie, I was like, man, that was such a good movie. There was so much to unpack with it and stuff like that. But hearing your guys' opinions, being such big Batman fans, really has opened my eyes to like to what this movie actually is like in its in its entirety and like i i plan on going to see it again and when i do go and see it again i'm gonna look at it in a whole nother light because of both of you when, when you say what it actually is to say what it is, it's the fucking female gaze <laughs> uh but uh yeah no I it was um, the electric gaze <laughs> shut up that's a that's a different oh my god i so i i, I so chris i looked up marky on row fan fiction ao3 can't wait to tell you what i found oh my god. <laughs> but um yeah no ladies and gentlemen then beyond ladies and gentlemen those who beyond thank you again for joining us for probably one of our biggest episodes of hot podcast thank you so much to our amazing guest choco plug stuff earlier but uh eggy plug yo shit I am vengeance. Oh my god! Um, I miss Eggy on TikTok. I talk about whatever, um, mostly Star Wars, but it's a Batman channel now because I am not well in the mind. So I'm just doing that right now. So I'm just kind of I'm doing a series right now on all the Batmobiles. Check that out. I'm talking about all the Batmobiles, um, and yeah. And then I'm on Twitter at Miss Eggy28. I just am just being a thirsty bitch on there all the time. It's fun. Oh, and Eggie's yeah, check Twitter me out. is a f- Eggie's Twitter is a fucking <laughs> gift. I live for it, everything. Uh, I do want to say that shortly before we started recording, I did follow both of you guys on TikTok. <laughs> oh yay! What? Wow, like yeah, they weren't like they won't get the notification later. <laughs> it's right. I'm, when you I'm see that bot guy, you know it's me. <laughs> it's Tyler, and I just want to say thank you so much to Tyler and Malik for having me on. Absolutely, oh absolute pleasure. I have been looking forward to this all week. And like we were on our fourth house, we saw our fourth house at seven p.m. And I'm like, we gotta wrap this shit up. I gotta get home. I gotta be yeah. on the podcast. Um, rather, and Chris, rather be homeless on this show. Like, listen, <laughs> I was really excited to have both of you on because I've talked to Chris a couple of times in the Discord, but like, Eggy, mm-hmm. I haven't had the chance to really talk to you yet. Yes, I yes, I was like, I was so excited when I when Malik asked me to come on, and I he was like, oh, me and Tyler do an episode, a show together, and I was like, absolutely, I'm so excited. And I can't wait to talk to you more, Tyler, in the in the Discord for sure. Oh yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. And I just have to definitely give a shout out to Chaco, who is here in spirit right now. But also yes, to my course. dear friend yeah, to my dear friend Chris, who is just one of the most compassionate and intelligent and wonderful people I've met over this past year and is just an ad listen <laughs> and is just right. an absolute icon and i when he when you guys said i was gonna be on with chaco and chris i was like there's no two people i'd rather be on with so so happy <laughs> to right. talk to you chris for chaco's brilliant one as I always to talk to more because every time he joins the, the 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 vc i that's normally what i'm getting off to go to bed and all i feel bad <laughs> all right chris please plug your shit uh yeah so i am a star wars lawyer on tiktok twitch Instagram and YouTube, uh, Chris K R I S underscore S W L on Twitter, 
and uh yeah thank you for having me on um no like when when they said that you were going to be on here eggy i was like oh no i i, I have to get on this <laughs> I know when eggy you you tweeted you the tweeter you put in the discord about like how you had like so many drafts about like the batmobile and everything i was like i need all the eggy thoughts and then i listened to him and i was just like okay i i, I gotta be on this podcast to talk talk with eggy um so it's it's always a pleasure talking with you, my friend, because we always have, uh, we have taste, TM. So you we know. do. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I I used to believe that. Then you said you're not a bat cat shipper. So like, I'm sorry. I am Eggie. now. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I kept hearing Eggy. I kept hearing about all your opinions and stuff like that from everybody in the Discord, and I was like, I cannot wait to hear this on the podcast. <laughs> Oh my god! But uh, yeah. Please, no, please wrap I'll... up, Chris, if you have anything else to, to plug. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, I also have a, a podcast, Too Black, Too Nerdy, uh, with with my co-host Chris. Uh, wherever pods are cast, as Camilla would say. <laughs> when you, yeah, I was supposed to be on that, and I was like, okay, I'll be on this episode, and then you were like. I have a bachelor party, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "Well, I guess I won't be on that episode." <laughs> but this is uh, yes, I put things in my calendar, but then I, I didn't check one... my Google calendar, so it's a it's a mess. I think the last one I listened to was uh, your No Way Home spoiler um cast, and that was really good. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean but, that uh... was like the last one we did for like a month. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be checking out your podcast. But yes, uh, yes. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Anything since you are the co-host, yeah, yeah. Anything you want to say? Uh, thank you to thank you to you, Aggie. Thank you to you, Chris, and thank you to Chaco for hopping on the show. Um, you know, we really appreciate it, and uh, we're we're happy to have you on here at any time. Yes, you all, you're always welcome back. Oh my god, anytime, of course. Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I, how, 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 how should we sign this off, Tyler? Because we, we've had some interesting sign-offs before. Yeah, we've kind of just been cutting lately. Just <laughs> um, so we, we, we pull a Sopranos is what we're telling you, but it's like every episode to the finale. <laughs> <laughs> Woke um, up this morning. Sorry. <laughs> or remember all out of here, man. The secret to the riddle in your... Call I fucked that. Cut it, Tyler. Cut it. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. <laughs>